This is how you want to start it, huh? <laughs> no. Okay, well, like, what's going on? <laughs> My name is Raven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. this is, yeah, that was how we're starting it. What's up, guys? My name is okay. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> They'll never know what was said before this. Penis. <laughs> what's up, Hakeem? Or what? Are, who are you today? I am whoever you want me to be. Can, Shit. Can you be my lover? What? I can be your lover. I can, can you, be your friend. Hell yeah, dude. Is that can, the song? Can you can, be Professor Kitty Cat today? Ooh. Yes. Your cat's going viral, so you're yeah, Mr. Kitty is. Cat. <laughs> yeah, everyone's gonna, gonna get sense. that reference for sure. I, think, I honestly think they will. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Fucking, my cat has seventy four hundred likes right now on Instagram. For that. <laughs> wow. Hell yeah, dude. How would your cat? How did your cat uh, post that? Does he know how many likes he has? She. Ooh. All right, I quit. My bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, everybody. On this week's episode, we are traveling deep, deep into the seedy deep. underbelly of drug culture, and we are talking about the drug mephedrone. Beep, 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 I would call it. Uh, I would say mephedrone. Mephedrone. So, so, it, so it doesn't sound, sound like. Well, okay. So we call it mephedrone. Mephedrone or Meow Meow or MCAT, Drone, White Magic, or Bubble. And it is not to be confused with the drug Methadrone. Yeah, yes. there's also one other one that I found that is a really good nickname. It's called MMC Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that. That's awesome. It makes me very happy. <laughs> That's funny because uh, shouts out Adam. He, uh, he like reminded me of MC Hammer the other day. Oh hell yeah. He posted something to his Instagram and then he sent me like a song by him and I was like, bro. <laughs> Wait, Adam who? McCollick. McCollick? Wait, he sent Mahalik. you something? Mahalik. Oh, that's funny. Do you guys like chat? Yeah. Oh, that's hell fucking yeah, whole dude. dude, that's awesome, dude. Well, hell yeah. When I, positive when shout I, out Adam, dude. Yeah, positive <laughs> shout out because when I saw that he worked on uh or he posted something about Wednesday, shouts out that fucking series because it's amazing and shouts out Jenna Ortega because she's gorgeous and an amazing actor who's now getting nominated for an award. Uh, oh, but yeah. anyway, he and shout out Adam because did you say didn't he work on like a he recorded some of that or something? But like, yeah, that's what I, yeah that's what I was gonna say. So po- positive shout out to him and Danny Elfman because so I asked him I was like hey did you work on one of these because you know Danny Elfman was doing it and he's like uh, yeah just one episode I got to fill in for his assistant and I was like what <laughs> that's so sick damn that's <laughs> to me sick I think I said this to you last time but to me Danny Elfman's the goat I know that you think. Um, the I guy think that Danny Star Elf- Wars. Yeah, I think Danny Elfman is uh, is a goat for sure. But uh, well, a goat. Yeah. This has been a fun early tangent. But, no, hold on, hold on. We're gonna finish <laughs> no, this really quick. John Williams. Out. Yeah, John no, Williams John, is yeah, fucking yeah. dope. So is Danny Elfman, but they're different. They're I, they're not even like. I mean, they are kind of relatable. But no, like, yeah, I know. Like I know. Danny it's Elfman's just... more of a rocker for sure, but he also is a great composer. Well, and and for all of my favorite movies, Danny Elfman for sure has been the one. Yeah, Danny. I mean, he, yeah, I, I don't. Know, I just grew up loving Star Wars, like John. John. Fucking nerd. Johnny Dubs, dude. <laughs> Back to Mephidrone. <laughs> <laughs> what a fuck. So, Whoever thought that would be in the same sentence. <laughs> so, so, this is a drug that many people who have dabbled in party drugs may have done on accident at one point. 
and a drug that has been in the news a ton, and you may not have even realized it. So some of our audience may remember one particular story involving methadrone, where it was reported that a 19-year-old college student who was home for Christmas, a completely normal kid, allegedly ingested... I don't mean to laugh at this. This is fucked up. But allegedly <laughs> ingested methadrone and proceeded to stab his mother and then cut off his own penis. According to multiple sources, this case was handled by the Sussex police and that they were both in stable condition and after being taken to the hospital with life-threatening injuries... Um, that's where the story kind of leaves off on these multiple sources. Now, the reason I mentioned this up top and so early is because it is probably one of the bigger myths or myth misconceptions about myth this drug. Conceptions. Myth conceptions. Meth meth <laughs> meth conceptions. <laughs> um, and it, that is because it seems like Vice has a very different opinion on this situation. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, I fucking read this article on Vice uh, talking about methadrone. Uh, methadrone. I'm gonna. Raven has said methadrone so many times that I oh, now yeah, say methadrone. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it was only it was only today that I even heard methadrone because I've just been doing research pronouncing it me- methadrone. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I just yeah. think that methadrone <clears throat> sounds so much like methadrone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is also sounds like something else that I'll I'll mention. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, so this, uh, this story came out about this 19 year old kid, which who knows if it's actually real because, uh, turns out, well, this is, this is also allegedly, uh, that yeah, the this joke is according w- to vice. Yeah, this is according to vice and I couldn't actually find the actual message. Uh, but it was, it was posted on a message board on a website called mephedrone.com. And, uh, there was a huge, huge outcry, you know, over, uh, over this whole situation and everything. And, uh. Fucking turns out that uh, it was actually just a joke, uh, according to Vice and Mephedrone.com. But um, if it did happen, that fucking sucks. If it didn't happen, positive shout out, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's what's very strange is because multiple different news sources say even to the point that the the Sussex police was handling it and that they were both in stable condition after uh, life-threatening injuries. So they seem to like know a backstory, it seems like. But then Vice comes in and says it's all a lie. Well, okay, so my thought is, and I would always, of course, want to trust Vice as my type of news source because... I wouldn't. I know, I know. Oh, I I guess more than some other ones. Like, I go towards Vice sometimes, and I I even recommend Vice to certain people because I'm like, oh, it's great information. There's really good journalists that work for Vice. Right, But at the same time, it's still a news source that is going to change its stuff to try to change people's views on certain things. And I do think that there's probably been some, like, fear-mongering with Mephedrone in the news, especially in the American news, of like, oh... I mean, because you see that all the time with, like, the bath salts. You know, the guy that ate the face off, we found out that that wasn't actually a stimulant drug. Right. But it gets into the news, and then it stays in people's memory. Um, yeah, so negative shout-out eating people's face off, but positive shout-out stealing people's face off. <laughs> oh. Shout-out the Grateful Dead. Stop stealing my face. <laughs> going to bring up the Grateful Dead. Honestly, I've been pretty lax on the dead lately in episodes. I haven't really been talking about them much, but... In this episode, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just going to uh, <laughs> yeah, so, make a fucking ac- accusation that they all use methadrone. <laughs> I bet you anything they did. So yeah, I, I like 
I like this myth because Vice seems to have some compelling arguments that it's not true, right? Yeah. Um, but who's to say? Really, we couldn't really get to the bottom of it other than Vice is probably right. It's probably well, true. The one way to find out if it's true is: Did you find any um, names? toxicology reports? Didn't from find hospitals? it. They didn't have any names or anything. Yeah, I, I couldn't yeah. find any toxicology reports. Well, names reports is either. tough, but toxicology reports from a hospital. Yeah, like, there should be like a oh, you know, a nineteen-year-old was admitted to ER, and you know, we found this drug in a system. Yeah, the most recent that news should be out there, but yeah, the most recent news article I could find was from 2014. So, Damn. it really didn't follow up on this one. I mean, why would you? That's fucking terrible if that actually happened. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Them alone. I mean, but, but shit like this is fuck. It does happen. Like we talked about on the PCP episode, that guy from Wu Tang. I mean, he's not fully from Wu Tang, but what was his name again? He's affiliated. I don't remember his name. Uh, let me look it up really. Quick. Owns the barber shop because penis off. Didn't want to yeah. keep having babies. Um, let me just type in here. This is what I'll type in. Wu-Tang cuts penis off and see if it pops up. It's <laughs> a pretty good song, honestly. Oh, it totally did. Andre Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Poor guy. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, I forget his fucking... Um, uh, Christ Bearer is his fucking uh, mm. stage name or whatever. Nickname. Oh, right. did, did we find out if he's still making music? Uh, I don't think if he's so. even he, still alive. He runs a barbershop. Yeah, oh, he's still okay. alive. He runs a barbershop, and and Hamilton Morris asked if he could see the uh, nub, and he goes to take his pants off, and then he looks at Hamilton. He's like, "I'm not fucking gay, bro." Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I'm not gonna show you my fucking shit." Like, oh yeah, dude. That's Damn. He got like this kind of. He's like, "Are you serious? Like, I'm not gonna fucking do that." Damn. Come on, man. <laughs> It's not gay. Dude, well, just think, let me see I your mean, dick. It's not gay, dude. It's <laughs> for science. It's for science. He just has a hole. Nuts, That's a bro. good point, dude. <laughs> I've always wondered about that. Like, if you got your dick, like, cut off by, like... You remember I'm that, gonna cut you off. You remember that... <laughs> no, you remember that lady that, that she, like, used to come in and, like, cut people's dicks off? No. no like, okay, so, what? Like, no. There was not a, at there all. There was a woman in the 50s or 60s that was, like, famous for, like, when her boyfriends cheated on her. Or different things like that. Like different oh. things happened. She was like known for yep. cutting I, her dicks I, off uh, in the middle Jesus. of the night. I forget what her name was. Yeah, yeah. she was prolific. Yeah, she had like dude. Imagine hair. waking mm-hmm. up getting drugged, like from getting like being drugged, and you're tied to a bed, and your fucking dicks just cut off. I want to say it's something with a K, Catherine or something. Yeah. Oh man. I wonder. Damn. I wonder if that's the OG uh, fucking. Um, uh, fuck, not sex to me. Fuck, what is that? Late? What is the? What is the? Uh, Karen. Yeah, she's yeah. The, she's the OG Karen, dude. Oh God. See, I don't think Karens have even seen penis. <laughs> okay. All right, so Raven, obvi- go, yeah, go. <laughs> Obviously, if cutting your penis off was an effect for everybody who ingested this drug, I think it's fair to say that there would not be a market for it. <laughs> and if there was, I think it would be much bigger news. Yeah. So, mephedrone. <laughs> fuck. Well, how'd you pronounce no, it? You Mef- it right? No, you said it right. No, you you said it right. Oh, methadrone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also known as uh, 4-methylmethacathinone is a synthetic stimulant of the amphetamine and cathinone classes. If anyone remembers back to our COT episode, cathinone is a stimulant drug that occurs naturally inside of the cathaudalus shrub. Edulis. Edulis, sorry. Uh, shrub that is chewed widely on many continents aside from the Americas. Mephedrone is known commonly as a party drug and exhibits many of the desirable effects that people seek with other stimulants. Effects such as enhanced appreciation for music, elevated mood, 
decreased hostility, euphoria, and even mild sexual stimulation. Ooh. Okay, yeah. so decreased hostility, I think, is interesting that that's an effect reported because you would think that like with certain stimulant drugs, there would be increased hostility. With certain ones. I'm saying with this one yeah. particularly. Oh, yeah. I think... That's what's a trip, but though. But I also think with most stimulants, you're going to have decreased hostility at first. Yes. It's with prolonged use that those effects, which I'll talk about in a second, just the prolonged effects, that's where you see negative effects in most stimulants. But Good point. And yeah. I want to say mild sex- sexual stimulation seems uh, wrong. Is it intense? It's major. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. very major. Well, yeah. but that's not that's not for everybody, though. No, yeah, true. Yeah. Some people get tennis. <laughs> so so this, me all the time. <laughs> so this may sound a lot like the effects of MDMA to a lot of you, and you would not be alone. Mephedrone has been known to be sold as an alternative or even sold as MDMA. Some people nice. equate the effects similar to the effects of cocaine with saying that it feels like a longer-lasting, better-feeling, cheaper, and less addictive alternative to cocaine. That is not to say that everybody enjoys the effects, however, as when asked out of 70 Dutch users, 12 of them said that mephedrone was an unpleasant experience. This number is obviously much less than the people who enjoy mephedrone, but for the people who didn't enjoy it, it was likely due to some of its unintended, sometimes negative effects like nausea, heart palpitations, vision issues, poor short-term memory, hallucination, hallucinations, uh, bruxism, and even delusions and erratic behavior, with these negative effects being more likely to occur when uh, used prolonged and with higher doses. I didn't know um, that yeah. bruxism was called was what teeth grinding was called. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm glad you said that because that's what I was just gonna say. If if anyone didn't know what bruxism is, it's just that clenching of the jaw and the grinding of the teeth. Um, I do that, that all the uh, time. Gurning. Know, shouts out gurning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, negative shout out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like it, dude. That's don't the only thing. That, that's the only thing that makes me not have a penis, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, okay. Watching actually, people fucking gurn, dude. <laughs> uh, slight harm reduction thing. Raven just mentioned it, kind of, but really, like straight up with these types of drugs. Uh, please don't whip your camera out and video anybody when they're on them. Um, and post them to the internet. It's really just, that's incredibly wrong and rude. Yeah. Seriously. On a lot of levels, yeah. But yeah, anyway, just wanted to say, because definitely people's faces, if they were on this drug, I think would look a lot like if they were on MDMA. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. just feeling really good. Their jaws clenching and they they honestly would probably look ugly as hell. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if any, if you're even having a good time, just don't don't film anybody even having a good time, dude. Just only if only only film people if they look like they're upset. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> oh it's uh, you guys gotta you gotta remember plur. You know, it's people look ugly rolling. <laughs> so that's fucking that's amazing. One. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I just came dude. up with it. Wait, really? No, I'm just kidding. I was like, damn, <laughs> Mike is a legend, dude. I mean, you're already a legend, but you would have been legend times two, dude. So, on that note, we should probably discuss what a dosage or, uh, you know, what a dose of this drug even looks like or means. Most commonly, this drug is found in powder form, though there have been instances of people finding mephedrone, mephedrone, god damn it, pressed <laughs> into ecstasy tablets. In fact, I found one report from 2020 of a green square ecstasy pill that was reported to a pill library that contained 90 milligrams of mephedrone. Is that a high dose? 
No. So uh, you wouldn't want to ingest this pill just due to the fact that there are research chemicals and it's kind of a mystery pill. But on average, a dose of mephedrone is roughly anywhere from 80 to 150 uh, milligrams orally, with strong doses being around 150 to 300 milligrams, and the threshold being 15 to 50 milligrams. So snorted is a little bit different. Snorted, the threshold is 5 to 15 milligrams. Light is light to common dose is uh, light being around 15 milligrams and common dose being upwards of 80 milligrams. And like I said, this is insufflated and a strong dose being around 75 to 125 milligrams. Okay, so it is nice. more bioavailable snorted. Yes. Yeah, which uh, actually, from what I've read, a lot of, a lot of people snort it um, more than they orally ingest it. Like, a lot, especially in the fucking UK. Shout, positive shout out to the UK. <laughs> so some of the reports I read coming out of UK state um, that they have difficulty not to redose when taking large and heavy doses of mephedrone due to an undesirable come down. And they often mix oral ingestion with insufflation. So they say they say that they'll take some and said so it takes a little bit longer to kick in. And then they'll snort a line and then alternate back and forth. Um, and they also mentioned that it is not uncommon to accidentally ingest up to a gram or more of mephedrone in a single night. Yeah, I, I did read that as well. Dude, they fucking... Makes sense. They do so many drugs, dude. Yeah. The UK is just on it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's a part of their culture. Um, yeah, that and fucking beans for breakfast, I dude. just don't know how people <laughs> deal with the lows, So man. Yeah, that, that shit was so <laughs> yeah. funny that, um, that uh, uh, <laughs> Cam shuts up. Cam being in the UK right now posted a picture of his breakfast and I was like oh you must be in the UK huh he's like I honestly didn't know where he started out his trip yeah the first photo so I saw funny. of his trip what do you guys think it was cocaine it was breakfast baked plate. beans and eggs huge breakfast plate fucking yes baked beans some bread yeah, beans and toast, dude. It was weird. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> yeah. whack, dude. I, uh, this girl I met in fucking Germany, who's from the UK, uh, we follow each other on Instagram, and I fucking saw her post something the other day, and uh, it was literally fucking a full plate of beans with eggs on top, and I was like, dude, come on. So do you think that that's the hangover cure for uh, absolutely. the drugs that they do? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, dude. Know. Beans give you fucking a bunch of like fucking... Good, good things yeah dude it makes you fart out all the mdma <laughs> it makes you fart, it Christ. makes you fart out the depression dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah all right positive shout out beans dude <laughs> yeah okay all right my so, bad <laughs> mephedrone was permanently made a schedule one drug as recently as july 2012 meaning that it is an illegal controlled substance with high potential for abuse and has no accepted medical use Okay. Um, and that's here. So yes. what about over there for the UK? Because it is, is also scheduled, like class one or whatever. Yeah. So most um, of the world has it under some sort of schedule, but it. it so with this topic, I didn't want to go full blown legality because it's one of those drugs that, since it is a research chemical, since it is a synthetic drug that is not a typical one, every single country is different. Yeah, and um. I'll, if I rem I'll remind some of you guys the uh, Federal Analog Act that we have here. I think that this drug for a while there was falling under that because being an analog of cathinone. Well, I'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, okay. yeah. Perfect. Because um, yeah, because history plays an important role with uh, mephedrone's legality, as with all things. 
Um, but what is interesting about mephedrone is that the U.S. Uh, made it illegal in 2011, 2012, like I said, uh, when it was first synthesized all the way back in 1929. Just after... So, it's interesting because it was... Um, it was made shortly after MDMA because MDMA was like 1915 or something, I would say. Like, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was like World War One. Yeah. Because Mech made it, right? Or Merck? Yeah, Merck. I think so. But the, yeah, they were... No, it, they made it for something to do with like blood like blood yeah no it had nothing to do like they didn't even take it right yeah it just got put back on the shelf same with this yeah which is really interesting um Mm. yeah i'm surprised that they wouldn't sorry to interrupt i just i'm surprised that they wouldn't have if this was made around the same time as world war one why it wouldn't have been used at all in world war two in replace of amphetamine potentially right i guess it's maybe because they just had so much goddamn amphetamine yeah and you don't really need the euphoric effects from amphetamines true yeah, especially if you're a soldier, right? You don't want to just be sitting around because then come the lows, and then they're like, "Fuck, why right. am I doing this?" Yeah. Do you guys yeah. think that uh, if they were using uh, mephedrone in war, do you think there was, would have been a lot more raping happening since they were oh, all fucking God. sexually aroused? No, I, I think, think it would have already plenty. Yeah, I think we would have just good. had a lot more uh, closeted people come out. Interesting. Um, you know, like, like a lot of <laughs> <laughs> yoinks. <laughs> I thought that, I mean, it's pretty common for soldiers, right? For what? Uh, being, <laughs> Never mind. being closeted? So, so <laughs> it was first produced in 1929 by Same de Bernaga Sanchez, who would produce it. <laughs> same, same, but different. And, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. Okay, but you don't remember. Uh, <laughs> uh, what? What am I missing? Uh, it's one of those movies, The Dictator, I think. Yeah, uh, <laughs> same, same, but different. <laughs> oh, no, I don't get you. D- yeah, <laughs> I got it, Micah. That was so it, funny. It, I'm pretty sure this name is like Siam. Siam de yeah. Bernaga yeah. Sanchez. But you said yeah. same, and I was like, Yeah, that was so, fucking good stuff. Oh, wait, no, no, it's not the dictator. It is the one uh, with uh, when they go to freaking. North Korea. Oh, I oh the it. interview. The uh, I haven't you, seen it. Yeah, right. you are right about. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> anyway, so Watch, he, you're probably still wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm really. Yep. I really, I really want to try to pronounce this word, guys. Mm-hmm. Come on. Sorry, my so bad. he would produce it and call it toy. Oh God, toyluil. Toy. Oh, give me the first word, Micah. Toyul. Toyul alpha monomethylmethylacetone. So this is yeah. So to, uh, meth. Monomethylamine. You guys remember methylamine from Breaking Bad? Yeah. yeah. That's the drug that they keep trying to get in the... That makes it, it makes blue. It, makes it blue. Yeah. yeah. That's actually not true, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Just so Wait, so you're telling me that Breaking Bad fact. isn't actually 100% accurate? I'm pretty sure it's pretty close, right? It's it, it's kind of close, but it's not anywhere near... Because they couldn't do... They no, could not. No, legally they can't. No. And that's what's... Oh, so Hamilton Morris, actually, he talks about how Breaking Bad was able to do what they did. And... Essentially, they made it to where they showed things in a way that you couldn't, like they. It was like misinformation. Yeah. So misguided. if anyone tried to, like, some dumb kid tried to like take Breaking Bad info and do stuff with it, they would fuck up. Yeah. Essentially, hell yeah. What Hamilton does when he talks about chemistry is he actually does say everything. Yeah. But he says it in a way that you wouldn't know what glassware to use or what certain things to use experiment wise, and he speeds it up. 
Oh, in those yeah. episodes, remember in pharma in the pharmacopoeia, yeah. the chemistry mm. spiel goes like really fast. But anyway, yeah. toluol alpha monomethylamineethylectone, thereby creating the world's hardest pronounced <laughs> drug on the planet. Yeah. And hardest. Okay. <laughs> oh wait, no, that is what you said. That's like that's like, that's like <laughs> eight <laughs> words, bro. Dude, I was is. gonna ask. Yeah, that's a lot of words. This dude. this oh, word is actually much longer than the the password that that joke came from yeah well and actually i think this is uh six words okay but it's a long ass fucking word that's huge should we count the letters on this thing might be uh, the longest word ever i don't even yeah it looks like one of y'all <laughs> are counting so 19 do 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 it's 33 i think jesus damn <laughs> and now now world's longest word <laughs> yeah, how long is supercalifragilistic so. fucking suck oh. me on a fucking suck bed of roaches, dude? Wow, I, I, hey, you know what? You just gave, uh, <laughs> not Sound of Music. What's that fucking movie? Um, where she's like the nanny and she, my mom loves it. Mary Poppins. Oh, that movie's fucking popping, dude. <laughs> You've seen it, right? The old one? Yeah, once, but like when I was like five, probably. I don't remember anything about it. Okay, Dude, that so would be so good. So <laughs> nice. So there is a. Okay, I just looked at the one of the w- longest words. And it looks like it says micro penis in it, <laughs> and it's forty-five letters. But then the world's longest word is one hundred and eighty-nine thousand eight hundred nineteen letters. What? what? I don't know, dude. That's from Merriam-Webster. It says the entry for the word <laughs> that is the world's longest word is 189,819 uh, letters. Yes, that number is correct. So what does that word mean? What is, yeah, what is the meaning know, of the word? Do you know the word? No, I, I'm sure it's just fucking... <laughs> Dumb as hell. It's one of those people that are. That's what it's one of the fucking dudes that are like. Oh, I'm. I can read books like uh, super, super fast or whatever. And then they're like, they're like, all right, read the book or whatever. And then so he like reads. He's like, and then they're like, all right, what was the book about? And he was like, I don't know. I can't. I can't read. No fast. Okay, listen, listen, this guy. So this is a tangent, but it's based off our fucking long ass word. Yeah. So. It says yes. That number is correct. The longest string of letters used to describe something isn't technically a word. It's the chemical name for a protein. So it is still a chemical name. I knew it was going to be a chemical name. God damn it. So the chemical name for a protein begins with something that I cannot pronounce and continues for quite a while after that. The name has 189,819 letters, fills more than 50 pages, and takes more than three hours to say. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck, dude? I want to hear someone actually put that on a YouTube video them saying it a three-hour youtube video yeah yeah me too just listening to that would be hilarious should we do that and should we also put that on the what Patreon? i don't like about that is <laughs> yeah. i i hate the biochemist who fucking created that name yeah when they yeah. found that protein <laughs> what a dick it's like because you know what the <laughs> yeah. thing is is i bet you anything it's all the weird confirmations and folds that proteins do to like compact remember when i showed you guys weird photos of yeah. proteins like x-ray crystallography so uh, for any of our listeners go look up Google image a protein right now and then those all those little units that are making up that is probably what this dude straight up <laughs> Yo, called it. 3 hours 33 minutes and 22 seconds YouTube world's longest word uh, reading. Someone someone read it 6 years ago. Hell yeah. What so, play it into the mic? Yeah, maybe if you guys have like 3 hours to listen. Let's just get a little clip of it. He doesn't look happy about this. Mitchell. 
Дрянил, глутаминил, аргинил, тирозил, глутамил, сирил, лицил, ланил, аланил, глутаминил, лицил, лизил, глутамил, аргинил, лизил, глутамил, глицил, аланил, финиланил, валил, пролил, финиланил, валил, дрянил. It goes on like this for three and a half hours? Are you kidding me? That's fucking crazy, dude. Okay, okay. I kind of want to. I kind of want to listen to that and then go to like to go to sleep. Well, this is about to be a, a six-hour podcast because we're gonna play the rest of that and we'll, we'll tune back in when he's done. <laughs> get, get All right, you you get to college. It's your first day of general chemistry. And you sit in class, and your professor's like, "All right, guys, uh, three and a half hour lecture." <laughs> turns this shit on on YouTube and sits down on his phone and starts watching videos. The, no, he's like, he's like, I, I want you guys to all take a protein and do some research on it and write a paper about it. And you write a paper on that and then you'll, he's like, you just start reading it and he's like, dude, what are you doing? And you're like, I have to finish my paper. Come on, you're going to fail me if I don't finish saying this fucking word. Literally it's the like entire paper is just one word. <laughs> is dope. After. Dude, that would be wait, that would be so funny because you know how like they're like, all right, this has to be like a fucking two thousand word paper or whatever. You just fucking you put you put that one word and it's all just one word and but it's like twenty five pages. It's fifty pages. Well, you can't Damn. get plagiarized for it. It's just a word, right? You could just literally copy and paste it, and then Damn. no one would care. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Well, sorry about the tangent on this. Yeah. Word. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I, I honestly, what at the end of the day, this is coming from Hakeem. I hate scientists. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk more about him. Yeah. Hakeem, so, the science guy. Sucks. This, sucks. Sucks. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> so, Raven. Sorry. This chemical would be unremarkable for nearly seventy-five years until an underground chemist going by the screen name of Kinetic posted on the chemistry boards of a now defunct website, The Hive, which was a place for people to discuss drugs and mind-altering chemicals, and was a place for clandestine chemists to share information. Shouts out! Sorry to interrupt, but uh, Alexander Shulgin was yeah. involved with The Hive. Yeah, oh, there was thousands yeah. of chemists. Big-time chemists. Yeah. yeah, and Phil. Whoa, really? Who we will shout out later on in this episode. Wait, uh, Phil Collins? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Phil Lesh, actually. <laughs> I was going to say Phil Lesh, but then I was like, mm, that's too so, obvious. <laughs> I did a little deep dive on The Hive. It is not around any longer, but oh, yeah. it has been followed up by two different websites that have server issues, quote-unquote, all the time, and mm. get taken down. But then there's, doxed. there's Reddit, there's Reddit, uh, like the Hive Reddit, being like, where's the new one, where's the new one kind of thing. Oh, cool. And um, the one that is supposed to be up right now isn't. I couldn't find it on the internet. It popped up some weird bookbinding thing from, like, Sweden, and other people said it pops up, like, cryptocurrency, other people asking where's the one that's supposed to be up right now. Hmm. And... Um, I could find a couple interesting ones. One website I d- did not want to be on. It had a, uh, it was weird. I don't, I can't even say the the name, but people were linking it in the Reddit, but it had the N word in it. Um, and it was a very racist website. Not so I'm like, cool. okay, I don't think these people are real scientists. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, fucked wow. up. Um, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, because the thing is, I always thought of the Hive as almost like an anarchy cookbook type thing. It was, yeah, yeah, essentially. Like if you were involved with the Hive, uh, back in the day, early 2000s on the internet you were dealing with potentially getting your door broken down. Yeah. Whoa. So no joke. People <laughs> people fucked. posted people posted it in actually so I don't want to advise anyone how to do anything. Like this is not a recommendation. This podcast is never a recommendation to do drugs. I would say this is like a warning this actually. Is, yeah, yeah. So 
there are ar- archives from that website that you can find on because internetarchive.org if you do any research on there you can find stuff from way way far ago like Whoa. you can you can look up old websites that are off the internet and it will show you like the front page like everything on the internet is archived pretty much oh yeah so on internetarchive.org i found a couple um of the pages and stuff and there people published books i'm not going to even say the name of the book because i don't want to recommend it at all but people published books of how to uh make mdma a part one and a part two how to make it how to get away with it without uh, getting on a on a watch list for buying the precursors and stuff and how to sell it like people wrote books and put it on the hive of how to do all this shit back in the day yeah no i mean essentially that's what it was was like it had all it had full syntheses yeah. for everything and a lot of people would think of Alexander Shulgin's books, P-Call and T-Call, like that. Yeah, as, no, it probably... Because he has synthesis. He writes it out as right. like, this is how you make this. Yeah. But those things that... Yeah, the Hive actually provided people with uh, who to contact for these precursors. Yeah. Like, essentially, all the LSD chemists that worked for the Grateful Dead... Not worked for the Grateful Dead, but the Grateful Dead family were a part of the Hive as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um. It, it, after researching for this podcast and going into the deep dive uh, into a deep dive on the hive and just on this drug and where they were getting their precursors and where the drug was coming from and then i recently listened to a lex friedman podcast where he had like a uh ex um mexican police officer on there talking about cartels and where they get their stuff and it seems like most all this stuff just comes from china and you can just order it yeah like y- you go you have to find like an alibaba link that is like hidden but like from a legit website that's how the, the people are getting this shit yeah yep. it's insane yeah no i mean and I, I that's the thing there's uh all the time i this is not a recommendation but there's always uh people posting about like contacts like email proton email accounts that's literally just someone in china and they barely speak good english like when they email you back it's hard to understand but essentially you just tell they have a list of stuff on a fucking paste bin yeah and uh, the just, it's literally just like, yeah, get this. The thing is, is it's the quantity that puts people off. Right. They have a minimum that's always like... A thousand or like, Literally like kilograms worth of this shit. So essentially, like, if you were going to do this, you better be a clandestine chemist. An actual, like, underground chemist. Because there's no way no one's going to buy yeah, thousands I, of dollars worth of stuff from China. Just researching for this, I did just, like... Im- going like seeing how far the rabbit hole really goes and how it all does pretty much link back to china just flooding the u.s flooding mexico flooding canada with all these precursors all these drugs and uh, i don't want to get too conspiratorial but you know what drugs do well they stop people from working incapacitate a population yeah oh yeah they kill people too why do you think yeah. the fentanyl is coming from china dude dude no that's literally that's what this the, guy was saying was yeah. he was like he was like uh he was talking about the, one of the cartels and he was saying that how they they when uh covid happened all the cartels were out of fentanyl that they were trying to order in except for one because they had the seaports under control and they were the only ones getting it and it was all coming from china hmm well, and yeah, I mean, that's always been a thought of mine. I know it's conspiracy, but um, that remember when I did the drug news episode uh, and I talked about how those guys on Fox News were saying that we should make fentanyl like illegal or something or, or, or no, a, make, if it, you make sell it, it legal. Oh, I feel like yeah, they were saying something like we should make it legal because it's not that big of a deal. Pretty much saying that like um, 
I forget what it was, but like if you know someone who sells drugs, they're like a terrorist essentially. Yeah. But then trying right. to say that fentanyl should be over the counter. Oh. Because essentially if you don't if it's if it's not over the counter, then you're essentially a terrorist. Right. And you deserve to be killed. Um yeah, I don't fun. know. I guess what I was getting at was like it seemed almost like there was this slight like play on like fentanyl not being a big deal. And coming from Fox News represent like like spokespeople I feel like those are the people that somehow do know a little bit of what's going on up at Capitol Hill and they under they know about some of the conspiracy shit and they let it out a little bit on accident. Well, see, they are not the ones. They're being told what to say yeah, by someone above them. That's what I mean. Like they're being by the paid dude. by politicians yeah. well, to say certain yeah. things. Yeah, to yeah. an ex- yeah, yes, yes and no. Uh, if you <laughs> Okay, this is like mega Fox conspiracy. News not even considered a news source now. It's considered just entertainment. It should be. Yeah. No, I I literally think Fox News said we are not a news source. That's good. Please don't call us a news source. We are entertainment. Good. Right. That's good if they did that. Um I like big big conspiracy brain. Um if you look back at I think it was like in the 70s when news uh, places were kind of like struggling for money the cia bought up a lot like yeah. almost every single news source so to say that they don't still own them is like it, it, it the, i'm not going to go full-blown conspiracy brain <laughs> on this podcast but i i don't think that the news is very independent journalism driven no at all any kind of news sources no and i i just have this really big thought that like the fentanyl thing and then the china thing is that like the u.s has ties with China and Mexico and even South American countries for making this stuff more dangerous. Yeah, it's hard to say. I, I, it, Cause then it's like, is there people infiltrated within the government and then there's other parts of the government that are against it kind of thing? Yeah. Who knows? I think there's a lot of corruption in the world and that's what leads to all of this. Yeah. And I mean, who's that guy that did the, uh, that, that tried to come out about um, the crack thing? Uh, oh, and then died. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he made like a whole thing about it, and he killed himself. Um, yeah, two gunshot like, wounds to the back of the head killed himself. Right. I mean, <laughs> if, everyone, if I ever kill myself, I'm doing it with two gunshot wounds to the back of the head, dude. <laughs> That's on <laughs> record. Yeah. Damn, they're I, like, wow, this is easy now. <laughs> I can help you with that <laughs> if you need. But no, thank um, you. That was a joke. Now, if I ever get murdered. Uh, or if I ever commit suicide in quotations and I have two gunshot wounds to the back of the head, wasn't me. This is a satire podcast. Nothing on here has been, uh, is meant to be taken with any sort of, um, <laughs> credibility. Yeah, at none all. of this is actually accurate. You just, you, you just made me think of Dr. Evil with the quotations going suicide. <laughs> <laughs> so back Fuck to the hive. Come on guys. Let's go back to the hive. Just um, a couple of hive mind. Bees, dude. So, Kinetic, the bees, the bees. Kinetic the guy, the clandestine chemist, posted saying, I've been bored over the last couple of days and have a few fun reagents laying around, so I thought I'd make some 4-methyl-methcathinone, a.k.a. mephedrone, mephedrone. Um, then described the experience he had by saying that he had a, quote, fantastic sense of well-being that I haven't gotten from any drug before except MDMA. Interesting. So, this led to the drug being produced and commercially marketed in Israel by mathematician Ezekiel Golan. Mathematician took it under his took it under his belt. Uh, oh, the yeah, products I mean. were being sold legally from 2004 to two, 
2008 in Israel by the company Neo Organics and called Neodove's Pills. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, and this is when the Psychonaut Research Project would first uh, put this on their radar and put their attention towards mephedrone. They suggest that mephedrone began being sold online in 2007 when they found internet forums on how to purchase it. And the first, the first <laughs> seizure of mephedrone would also take place in 2007 in France as the police thought they were seizing ecstasy pills and called mephedrone the ecstasy of the 21st century. Um, nice. Mephedrone from here was a huge hit and began popping up all over the world with the U.S. DEA stating that it was present in the United States in July 2009, and by 2010, it would be detected in all 22 states of the European Union. Dealers were making a massive amount of money on this, um, and it was even, even though it was reportedly illegal in China at the time, and British dealers were claiming that they were importing it from China, even though it was illegal, and claiming to spend anywhere from twenty five hundred to four, or yeah, twenty five hundred to four thousand pounds, the pounds being currency, um, on a kilo from China, and selling it at ten pounds a gram, and making over seven thousand pounds of profit per kilo. It's a big profit. <laughs> Using pounds and kilo in the same sentence is dude, confusing, I dude. Fuck either. the British, dude. <laughs> no, fuck us. Are you kidding me? I'm fuck a joke. Us. Dude, the British are only the, the only ones who use pounds. Everyone else uses like euros and shit. No, no, I know. What I'm saying is like, fuck us for creating pounds as a form of weight. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Because pounds for their currency has been around for a long time. Right. Pounds, but Americans baby, are like, oh, we're going to change up the entire fucking notation system yeah didn't make much sense yeah. anyway it's like damn also, what it's is not that, even better do you guys know what it converts to 2500 to 4000 pounds to us right dollars? now yeah. versus back then back then the pound was worth a lot more than it is now um so right now i think it's almost a one-to-one yeah they're almost equal yeah yeah but before it was like 1.3 all the way up to i think 1.6 at one time yeah pounds until they fucking brexited dude until they brexit oh my god i fucking hate that dude that boris fucker so in the u.s there weren't proper laws put into place to combat designer drugs at the time and several states in 2009 2010 would put into place bans for stores selling mephedrone and the dea stated that as an analog of methcathinone possession of mephedrone can be controlled by the Federal Analog Act, but this only worked for chemicals being sold for human consumption. Mephedrone would be one of the, if not the first drugs to being, uh, start being marketed and sold as bath salts and sparked the bath salts designer drug craze that we all saw in the news. Also plant fertilizer. Yes. Right? Yep. Sunshine, yeah. Sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Imagine yeah. fucking putting mephedrone in your bathtub. Dude, imagine someone didn't know it was drugs. Dude. Okay, yeah. but who's buying bath salts at the gas station <laughs> right next to boner pills? Like, I don't, I just don't see. I like, don't know, dude. You never, like, oh. Honestly, yeah. Micah, you've never had a good Friday night until you fucking <laughs> pop a boner pill and you fucking sit well, in a tub full of bath salts, so dude. So, <laughs> so I think that, I think that the instance where this could occur is in a in a place where you don't have many like big grocery stores and that yeah. your local gas station sells a lot of that kind of stuff. I'm sure yeah. they yeah. would put it behind the counter 
knowing what it was, the gas station. Oh, they're, yeah. they're not going to put it by the fucking soap and shit. No. But you might see it being someone who just doesn't think about drugs and just purchase it. If, if it, say, like, you lived out in the middle of nowhere and you had one general store. That's yeah. the instance where it could happen. No, yeah. Yeah, and also and, you saw on Fox News or some random fucking thing. Sorry to interrupt you, Micah, but just, like, you, you don't know, you just saw something and you're just like, oh, bath salts are, like, healthy to, like, put in your bathtub and stuff like that. Or, like, I don't know, right. someone read, like, a quarter of Absolute an article true. or something. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, anyway, sorry. They're what like, oh, say? it's good for my muscles and, yeah. Um, the only thought, though, is that I don't know how much would actually happen uh, if you, because I think what a lot of the uh, bags would say is add a teaspoon or add a certain amount of milligrams of this to your bathtub, and it was a small dose. Yeah, it was well, like 150 right. milligrams. I don't. So, we're not. Sorry. Keep, what I was gonna say. We're not saying that like you're gonna get fucked up from it. Like it's just funny. Oh no. Yeah, it's hilarious. If um, you swallow some of the water, maybe you could have some effects. Well, but who, yeah, and I mean, if it gets that? in your pee hole. True. I, I think it, also with <laughs> Epsom salt or but bubble hole. bath or anything like that. I know with my Epsom salt that I have at home, it's like it's it says put like a quarter cup or something. I'd be fucking pouring that shit in there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Raven goes yeah. home and pours up, dude. It's <laughs> actually kind of funny. Some of those Epsom salt bags piss me off because they say like add half the bag. What really, dude? I've seen that Dang. for certain muscle ones. Yeah, it's like yeah, add half goes the fucking fifteen bag. bucks. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that's Jesus fucking Christ. crazy, dude. So this loophole allowed stores to continue selling mephedrone as bath salts but not for long as by 2012 this compound and many others would be added to the synthetic drug abuse prevention act of 2012 this however has not at all been the end of people coming up with new designer drugs and research chemicals and finding interesting loopholes on how to get them into the hands of the public through kind of bath salty kind of methods but this is where i'm going to end off with the history and legality when it comes to mephedrone. Oh, yeah. So the Federal Analog Act, um, as far as I know, with a lot of research chemicals, uh, it was hard for the DEA to ever actually get someone charged with that, like a Schedule One compound Federal Analog Act type thing. Okay. And I think I was curious if it's because, because I didn't know this, is it because as long as they say not for human consumption, that will not fall under the analog act. So that's yeah, that's exactly what happened because mephedrine was on the the federal analog act. Right. It was controlled because it was a um uh analog of methcathinone, which is a schedule 1 drug already. Right. So it being a uh analog of that already fell under that act. So it was technically illegal to sell as yeah. for human consumption, but as long as they sold it as bath salts, they had a good 2-year run doing that. Yeah, and that, see, that's what just blows my mind about how stupid the DEA was in creating the Federal Analog Act. It's like they wrote this whole thing and they didn't consider that the one loophole is basic as hell and it's just <laughs> yeah. saying all you have to do is label something not for human consumption. Don't suddenly, eat this. Yeah, and it, it, it could literally be called 3-M-E-O-P-C-P. It's the same exact... It looks just like PCP. Yeah, fucking Washington did a pretty shitty job thinking about fucking all of these analogs that we would have. But the, <laughs> so the honestly, analog the DEA act- isn't even Washington, D.C. No, they're they're their own thing. Yeah. And that's what I think is makes them so stupid is that they're... I think there's a lot of corruption in there too. Yeah. But, but it's so weird. It's almost like they planned this out. 
like, oh, we can make it a loophole. So it's like they people- planned out all the fucking drug issues. Like, well, yeah. well they didn't. But I don't want to say they or anything like that. No, nobody yeah. planned this out other than a few people who got their pockets greased to write things a certain way or do they, like people get paid at the top by criminals and people importing these drugs. Uh, heavy sums like these drugs are making billions of dollars. They're going to grease some wheels. They're going to grease some pockets. Yeah, that's, no, that's a good it, point. It is interesting, though, what you're saying is that since it was an analog of methcathinone, makes it automatically illegal. But they could yeah. still sell it in a fucking store as long as it said, don't eat this. Well, <laughs> And so that's where a lot of these chemicals, they were sold very much, very easily, not just in stores, but on the internet, which was called the clear net. It's the opposite. It's the normal internet, www, because you can purchase drugs on the dark net, right? That's something that people do. But... That is like hard. It's it's this whole like you have to go through a different system. It's a different browser. All these different things, right? I have no idea how people do it. It's wild. But the clear net is insane because it's just a place where you could literally Google purchase methcathinone or purchase methyl methcathinone, whatever, uh, mephedrone, find a site that actually does sell it, order it with a credit card, not Bitcoins, not cryptocurrency, and you could order it to your house and not worry about the DEA busting down your door because you literally, like, it was on the clear net internet. It was so easily able to be. So that's the thing. That's what trips me out about the Federal Analog Act is anyone could have ordered drugs like synthetic cannabinoids. Those are scheduled combat. They should be. Yeah. Because at one point they weren't, but they're analogs of THC. Right. Which is Schedule 1. So anyone ordering those or buying K2 should have essentially gotten charged with this federal analog act thing for schedule one drug but they don't right and it's always been because of this not free consumption it just blows my mind anyway. yeah it's it's an incent yeah that makes sense and it's crazy how much how how many clear net sites there were available at one at one time there were so many you could just be a dumb kid at school and google how to buy mephedrone and you'd be able to find it and use your credit card it's Dude, ridiculous i remember in high school, me being asked to do it. Like, everyone else was like, oh, you're the only one with a bank account. Like, just give us your freaking information. We'll order this much. And it literally just said bath salt. Like, it was the same way if you look up a K2 website right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you could buy all these chemicals and jugs and shit. And it was the same thing. And it all said bath salt, not for human consumption. And, but it uh, was every chemical laid out what it was. And yeah, you could just order it. Yeah, they're like, I remember, they're like these little Mylar bags that just say literally the drug name on the front of it. That's it. Yeah. And then bath salt or plant fertilizer. And on the back, it would just say like, add this amount to your soil or add right. this amount to your bathtub. Yeah. And, and, that, and that was their way of saying like, take this much. I remember when I was young and naive, I just like, I didn't, and I didn't care to research stuff like this at the time. And they wanted to order this and I was like, I'm not going to fucking take something that's supposed to go in the bath. <laughs> I just like, <laughs> I know. No, and that's the thing. I thought the Sunshine Plant Fertilizer was an actual brand of yeah. plant fertilizer <laughs> yeah. that like people found out could get them high. Yeah, that, I thought the same thing with the bath salts. I was like, I was like, this is not designed to get you high. I'm not going to take this. Yeah, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which is good, but yeah. like, it's insane that it was designed to get you high and sold just as a loophole. I also just find it as like, for our history, it's just a very interesting thing that the US was able to do. Like, right. That these people were able to sell, like they figured out this loophole of selling it as bath salts or plant fertilizer. It's really interesting. Positive um, shout out those guys. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, don't I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, All right. Funny. Well, so we've talked a little bit about, uh, actually a lot, <laughs> um, about Mephedrone and all of its place in, um, in the world. But uh, I think we'll have to go into a little bit of how it, you know, what the drug is. Um, Raven mentioned that it's structurally similar to uh, amphetamine, um, and it's a cathinone-based drug uh, based on that cot plant. We covered that in a cot episode. Uh, definitely go, go recommend listening that to that one first. Yeah, um, definitely. We should have said that up top. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's it's uh yeah, it's just good to re- to remember that this drug is a cathinone derivative, which is a uh, a naturally occurring stimulant drug. Um, okay. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Honestly, it, it, I still really want to try cot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It caught me off guard. <laughs> turns out, yeah, it turns out schedule one, dude. Fuck. I know. It sucks. We gotta yeah. go to Africa. I wish there yeah. was a freaking plant fertilizer of cot. Dude, yeah, I'm trying to go fucking <laughs> <An> incense. <laughs> eat some eat some mephedrone in the in the horn of cot. I'm trying to get horny in the horn of co- in the, or sorry in the horn of Africa. <laughs> the horn of cot. <laughs> what mephedrone is the horn of cot, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, up, dude. Yo, okay, so I know. Cot is like called kitty and stuff, right? So I wonder, obviously, mephedrone comes, like, probably gets some of its nicknames from the cot plant and cathinone. Yeah, it's probably it's cat. like meow meow and, and cot. Well, it all is like. I think it's cat as in like cathinone. Yeah, because yeah, sure. they call it true. MCAT. Yeah, yeah without true. a K. Which is weird because, yes, it's 4 methyl methcathinone, but I used to. So. <laughs> Before I go into the science, I'll just mention this now. Um, this I tried this drug when I was 15. Um, one of the guys in our town that was selling drugs, he purchased it online. And uh, I remember the bag had just sharpied MCAT. <laughs> That's all it said. And I thought it MCAT. was methcathinone for the longest time. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I didn't realize that methcathinone is actually really hard to get. Um, and there's no way he would have gotten it. He definitely had ephedrone. Um, but anyway. So, so methcathinone is different from... Because we're talking about 4-methylmethcathinone. Yes. So it just means that there's a methyl group. And what's the 4? Just uh, has something like to do a with substitution. So, so, but they, they're like very different. Even though I mean, there's a methyl group. Yeah, that changes it a lot. But... I would say like it, it's okay. So think about it like methylene dioxy methamphetamine is MDMA. Yeah. But methamphetamine oh, yeah, is yeah, meth. Yeah, 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 yeah. So methcathinone, I have no idea what it's like. I think it's just a stimulant, you know, just like this one. Probably less euphoric. Less euphoric, I gotta assume. And I assume that this one's stronger because a lot of the times when they make analogs, when people like chemists make analogs of drugs, they end up being more potent. Um, and, uh, well, with this one too, uh, it, it's known to be just slightly less potent than MDMA, but right. being yeah. sold as an MDMA alternative. Well, that's that thing. Like you saw those ecstasy pills with uh, ninety milligrams of it, right? That's like a pretty like it would be a low chill dose, yeah, like a point of MDMA maybe. No, even less because okay. it's less uh, bioavailability uh, bio per weight than MDMA. True. So it'd be like a really low dose. It'd be like taking seventy milligrams. Okay. Probably. Of MDMA. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. um anyway, that at the end of the day it's uh, structurally, you know, related to amphetamine. However, cathinone, um, when I'm talking about it, so 
Uh, from a structural perspective, cathinone is the beta keto analog of amphetamine. Um, and synthetic cathinones are often referred to as BK amphetamines. Um, now, this uh, may... Burger King amphetamines. Right? <laughs> uh, this may make some people think of BK MDMA, um, which was another plant food or uh, bath salt type drug uh, that was being sold um, as an MDMA replacement. And that's called methylone. Um, that's another, it's another cathinone. But anyway, uh, the reason I mentioned it is just because of the BK part that, that is saying beta keto. But anyway, we're not talking about methylone today. We will in the future. Um, anyway, what is the, is a, sorry, real quick. I don't yeah. mean to interrupt you. Um, <clears throat> this is going to be really dumb. Uh, what is the, uh, the slogan of Burger King? Then like, you can have it your way or whatever. Fuck. I don't always forget. Do you think Man, that? And, Doing mephedrone makes you have it your way? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I actually, the thing is, is um, I've never even heard mephedrone related to, or called or whatever. I've never heard anyone use BK as a way to talk about mephedrone. Um, so anyway, um, I'll just, I, I just wanted to mention that because it's part of the family of drugs that it's, you know, part of. Um, but it also is like a, a way to, get us prepared for methylone, which I think a lot of our listeners might have more experience with uh, than this drug. But anyway. But we also have done an episode on meth alone. Yeah. Go listen to that. <laughs> All right. That was much better than my joke. Hell yeah. That was worth an interruption. Mine was not. <laughs> um, okay. So, Raven, you asked about the what makes it... Um, you know, different and stuff. It's uh, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the synthetic, uh, <laughs> uh, synthetic stimulant, right? That has uh, functional groups attached to its phenol ring, and um, this makes it considered a ring substituted cathinone. Um, oh, so it's probably got um, what, what's that? What's that song by Beyonce? I don't fucking. If you like Beyonce. it, then you should have put a ring on it. If you oh, like it, then you show oh, put a, a ring on it. Yeah, so it's, if you like meth cat, put your hands you up. Put a ring on it. And then you get <laughs> put your hands up. <laughs> Dude, that's like if you're, if you're walking down the street selling drugs when it's legal. It's like if you like it, then you should put some meth drone on it. <laughs> and then, then people, everyone who wants it, is like put your hands up, and they're like, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I love that. All right, so uh, <laughs> pharmacology-wise, uh, it acts as a substrate type releaser at transporters for dopamine. Uh, this is DAT. I talked about this in some previous episodes, specifically in our ADHD series, uh, ADHD medication series. Um, the dopamine transporter is called DAT. The noradrenaline transporter is called NET. And the serotonin transporter is called Catch this. Cert. Cert. So, Cert. what does that make you think of? CERN. Sertraline. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the fuck is that, dude? Zoloft. What is CERN? It's a high... Oh. It's a... It's a... Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Uh, I was going to say what CERN was, but then you said something much cooler. Oh, okay. What is CERN? Uh, CERN is a, like a hyper collider that they collide atoms together with. And uh, I forget where it's... I think it's in like CERN, France or some shit. Oh, and did you guys hear about? Sorry, tangent, but this is science corner. Um, the energy, yeah, nuclear the, fusion, nuclear fusion, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I did. And, I, yeah, I, I, did, crazy. It is the biggest thing in science that has happened in the twenty first century. Did you see all the scientists roasting it and sure. saying that? It, 
takes more energy to do high, uh, nuclear fusion than it produces. Yeah, there's everyone's gonna say no stuff way. like that. The thing is, is there's always gonna be people that people complained about nuclear energy. People yeah, complained true. about all kinds of energy. Everyone will freak out. Scientists get pissed when other scientists discover something that gets them a Nobel Prize. Well, <laughs> the the arguments versus the the arguments that it takes more energy than it creates were that this is a huge breakthrough. It's going to get more efficient. It's going to get easier. It's going to get oh, better. Yeah. And that it is yeah. going to be a breakthrough. And soon we are going to experience what they experienced in the game Fallout 4 where everything went to nuclear fusion energy and then uh, that created like an energy race and then the humans had nothing to do then uh, to fight each other and then nuclear fallout, baby. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you guys know about um, the kid who also... This, this is, sorry, another one, but just because of science stuff. Um, he s- was posting on TikTok for a long time, 15-year-old kid, super uh, scientist whiz. Uh, he started talking about how there's evidence for the fact that our uh, universe split at one point and that's why we're experiencing all these Mandela effects um, and he, he provided tons of evidence for a long time for this and he's been gone for two years he's missing so I've Whoa. been listening all these, to all that. these people family people say that he's just working heavy, really hard and he's doing all this heavy shit and He's gone. So I've been listening to the audiobook, The Simulated Multiverse by Rizwan Ver. Um, he is one of the biggest scientists in this area right now. He um, he talks a lot about quantum physics, and uh, he is the one who coined the term simulation theory. And he is a proponent of the fact that there are multi multiple dimensions. And he he quotes so many cool like he he quotes this artist who uh, like claimed that he remembered different lives and that's what he bases art off of he remembers these different timelines where like the nazis won and that he will like walk into a room and have full memory of like being there but in a different time and he was saying that if you're experiencing mandela effects that you survived this timeline but if but you didn't survive the other one and that there's like some kind of like we're all in a computer program and that if it fucks up, it reels back, changes one aspect, and runs it again. Whoa. And this is like a quantum physicist talking about this well, and saying the Mandela effect is 150. Well, he, nothing's real, but he's yeah, arguing that there is it is evidence. evidence Tons of it. evidence. Yeah. yeah. And that's what's fucking wild is there's this young kid, I forget his name, we'll have to find it, but he, I guess, was a huge proponent of all this stuff and very smart, and he's gone. Because hmm. he, he, came out with a bunch of stuff and no one can find him right now. But that's interesting because um, there's like the guy who created the term uh, the, the simulation. The theory. simulation. He's around. Yeah, he's around. So Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I don't know what this kid found. I was told by uh, my coworker, um, shouts out Jonas, who does his podcast. Um, Coffee Shout with Jonas. Out, yeah. um, nice. He, uh, he, he brought this up to me and I just wanted to talk about it on this episode because of some of uh, this is all new to me yeah um and it's stuff that <laughs> is very fascinating um but back to um, <laughs> mephedrone dude i've and, been in the depths of it <laughs> yeah because I, I started <laughs> computer programming again and yeah. coding again and i'm like coding and r- listening to these audiobooks about multi uh dimension multiple dimension theories and shit or like multi-existence kind of theories and i'm like coding at the same time and i'm like oh you're this. part of it. <laughs> and then I listened to this talk of this, uh, like the lead in um, like 
security, digital security for like the US. And he was saying that with quantum computing and all this shit coming out right now, he's like, it's not unlikely that we are a simulation being run by aliens kind of shit. Like, it's weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. And I, mean, <laughs> I, I honestly, I, what's, what's crazy is I think that drugs give us, give us the ability to tap in to some of these things and it becomes more apparent and real. Some um, drugs. Some drugs, yeah. yeah. And then other drugs uh, shut you off from it. And Dextromethorphan. <laughs> well, that and like, um, I mean, benzos. Gosh, benzos to me think like, <laughs> they're, no, they're the ones that shut you off. Oh, yeah. I was going to say what? <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I feel like benzos are, they were like and alcohol. fed. Yeah, and alcohol was fed by our, I know this is just so like wook science sounding, but um, I feel like we've been fed this stuff to keep us sort of not talking about it, not worried about it. Because mm-hmm. dude, the mass, and religion. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the mass hysteria that would occur if no one was religious and no one drank or did benzos or any drugs like that would be pretty gnarly. People the mass would think is, too much. The the mass hysteria of trying to make sense of it. Because yeah. that's what it is. People found religion that they made sense of it, right? Yep. Yeah. And then they put all their eggs in that basket. They they stopped thinking about maybe this isn't reality right so that's it hinders us in a in a heavy way just not expanding your mind and not like thinking about these things and thinking about the different possibilities of reality definitely hinders us with like drinking and smoking weed no yeah, yeah absolutely and, and that's the thing i think people do it more so like over and over and over so that they will keep away from that yeah um, i agree what was that uh, positive shout out Abigail for just interrupting the podcast <laughs> right? she just uh, she had to join in special guest yeah dude she heard us talking about dude she was honest she might have been someone sent you do, do you think dogs are just like sent from whatever like computer program invented us or whatever like just to like like you know like sidetrack us from like talking about these things like we started talking about these things and then Abigail came down the stairs and she was like I ain't gonna let these motherfuckers get have a breakthrough right now <laughs> no i mean yeah actually i think that's an, another thing i think that the 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 dog was a code that was written kind of like the um the uh, girl in the red dress um right yeah okay, i know what you're talking about yeah yeah because she was she's there to uh remind you right yeah of the fact that you're in a simulation exactly but do you remember, Raven, exactly why she was written into the Matrix? Because the dude was horny. I'm not kidding. <laughs> the that young was, kid? Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of it. He's like, he, he liked the, the girl he a, in the red dress. Yeah, he yeah. had a reason for it, too. He was like, I wrote her in here for specifically, like, it's like something to remind you so you don't get fully immersed in Oh, are you talking about in the newest one? No, in oh. the first one ever. Yeah. He tells Neo about why he wrote it in, and it's yeah. something to do with... Do you like the girl in the red dress? Yeah. I mean, I think he <laughs> yeah. probably was just like, did you get bricked up? Yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> even, even, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking... So if you've never seen The Matrix before, I'm going to do you a solid. Take Ella, take one tab of LSD <laughs> and nah. watch what? the entire, <laughs> the entire say, Matrix... One series because if you've never well it depends on how much lsd you've taken in your life because like one might be a lot to some people but if you've never if you've never taken lsd 
and you've never watched The Matrix, <laughs> do both of those at the same time. <laughs> well, all four of them now, because it used to be, because I pioneered this road of yeah, just true. taking a bunch of LSD. I, I've done it so many times where I just took a bunch of LSD and watched all three Matrixes in a row, but now there's four, and so now I got to start taking LSD again. Yeah. <laughs> isn't, there, right. isn't there five Damn. if you consider Animatrix? Y- yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good point. Anyway, all right, back to science. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. back to real science. <laughs> yeah, fuck the Matrix, bro. Dude, cool. um, whoa! No, I'm just dude. kidding. I'm actually going to talk about the Matrix a little bit here um, okay. in a second. Uh, so, the normal role of the monoamine transporters, um, which were those transporters I just talked about, uh, dopamine, noradrenaline, and serotonin. Those are the monoamines. Uh, is to capture previously released neurotransmitter molecules. Uh, from the extracellular space, meaning outside of the cell, uh, so the synapse, synapse uh, moves them back into the neuronal cytoplasm. The cytoplasm is that fluid that's contained outside of the uh, nucleus, but still within the cell. Um, it's got a lot of cool stuff in there. It's like soup, you know? It's, it's like Yo, minestrone. Oh, I fuck with soup, dude. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Minestrone. Um, <laughs> shouts out Soup Lips. He's a, a dope producer <laughs> that's such um, a sick name Super i know dude he's so cool <laughs> fuck yeah okay. dude <laughs> um this uh ends up terminating the signaling of the monoamines um so r- really the, the the reason i wanted to mention this is that i'm i've been trying to keep a uh, area in science where i describe um some of this stuff for you all so that it makes a little bit more sense um so uh, this is a quote because uh, I just wanted to make sure I said it very uh, accurately. So monoamine neurotransmitters are the neurotransmitters and neuromodulators uh, that contain one amino group uh, connected to an aromatic ring by a two-carbon chain. Um, the examples of these are dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine. Um, <clears throat> anyway... This uh, will make, I think that makes a little bit more sense for those of you that have chemistry background. Um, I don't feel like you need to understand what an aromatic ring is or a two carbon chain is at all in understanding what this stuff is. But at the end of the day, I want you to understand what neurotransmitters are and specifically the monoamine neurotransmitters like dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin and how the transporters work to, again, capture that previously released either serotonin, norepinephrine, or dopamine. Uh, molecules and then move them back into the neuron that it came from. Um, and this is, again, this is going back to that that thing where I talked about uh, if you put two of your fists together and you think about little uh, dots moving in between those fists, those, these are two neurons. And then there's neurotransmitters like serotonin or even a drug that's going in between these areas and stimulating the neurons and making things happen. So anyway, drugs that interact with uh, the dopamine norepinephrine and serotonin transporters uh, can be classified as either cocaine-like blockers or amphetamine-like substrates. And so mephedrone is a amphetamine-like substrate. So it's interesting that people would ever try to say that it's similar to cocaine because on a neuropharmacology side of things, it is the opposite. Not the opposite, but it is much different than what cocaine is doing when it interacts with dopamine. Um, This Hmm. is on the side of amphetamine, right? So it's it's interacting with the dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin transporters the way that amphetamine would, uh, not the way that cocaine would. Okay, interesting. I think I think maybe people who don't have much experience with amphetamines would probably just be like, oh yeah, this feels like uppity. Is that, a lot of people will just say like, 
it tastes like chicken. You know exactly. What I mean? yeah, yeah, no, and that's the thing is, I mean, it, most people that have tried cocaine a few times in their life are gonna say that it felt similar to when they tried Adderall or right. amphetamine or whatever. Mm. But after you've done cocaine for years, many many times, you can decide that it's different, right? Than amphetamine. But yeah, not so for you, everyone. So if you don't know the full difference between cocaine and Adderall, do cocaine for years and figure it out yourself. Don't. Yeah, don't, please don't do that. But <laughs> I'm I mean, I'm just saying that that's like that's kind of like the people. So it's it's just like when you've drank wine for a long time, yeah. you you can actually discern the differences between wine that matter. Whereas someone who doesn't drink wine very often is going to be given a fucking Syrah, and they're gonna go. Oh, this tastes like shit. And then they're gonna drink Moscato, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, this is delicious." It's got sugar. Yeah, ex- exactly. exactly. And yeah. and it tastes consistent each right. time. You yeah. know, that's the thing. Is wine is one of the most difficult things for uh, people to actually enjoy. So it, it takes a long time. So anyway, yeah, well, wine sucks, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I like. How I you only live like in California, and you're saying that wine sucks. I only like bagged wine. Hell yeah. I want to name my kid Franzia so I can slap the shit out of him. (laughs) (laughs) Slap in a bag. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, some studies uh, using in vitro transporter assays in cells and rat brain synaptosomes uh, have shown that mephedrone acts as a non-selective substrate at uh, DAT, NET, and CERT, uh, thereby leading to the efflux, so the removal, uh, the, the pushing it out of dopamine, noradrenaline and serotonin and uh, the IV administration of mephedrone produces increases in extracellular dopamine so dopamine uh, hanging out in the synaptic cleft uh, and serotonin in the rat nucleus accumbens Um, so mephedrone inhibits dopamine uptake and stimulates dopamine release from these rat brain synaptosomes and again for those of you that may not know synaptosomes are isolated synaptic terminals uh, from a neuron and are commonly used to study synaptic transmission in the test tube because they contain the molecular machinery necessary for the uptake, storage, and release of neurotransmitters. So, uh, I just wanted to say that again because I know that uh, I haven't br- talked about synaptosomes a whole lot in other episodes, but now I've started to mention them a few times uh, in the previous episodes and, and this one. Um, and so, it's a good reminder. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I'm I'm always happy to talk about them because uh, we got to work with synaptosomes in my lab. Uh, it was one of the main things that we used to study the effects of drugs uh, on uh, improving cognition or synaptic health in animals and cells. So, uh, in addition, they have become a common tool for drug testing. Like I just said, in our lab, um, they maintain a normal membrane potential, uh, con- uh, potential meaning a charge, right? Um, contain presynaptic receptors, uh, proteins that are hanging out on the synapse uh, or the neuron that sent out the drug or the neurotransmitter, right? Um, Translocate metabolites and ions, and then when depolarized, which is a interesting word that I wanted to kind of talk about because what it means is when uh, certain ions go in and out of a cell, the charge of those ions, so sodium and potassium, right? When they go in and out of a neuron, that is what is actually telling the neuron to send an electrical charge. So what happens is the charge goes down to this certain voltage. And it's called depolarized. That's when the neuron is right about to fire. So guess what this is called? It's called an action potential. So I am going to plug my music right now because my name in, my, in the bass music that I make is resting potential. 
Resting potential refers to the area when a neuron has certain ions flowing in and out of it that is making it non-polarized. Then when something happens, like these influx of sodium and potassium come in and chloride goes out, chloride is negatively charged, sodium and potassium are positively charged, there's this gradient that occurs, suddenly an action potential happens, boom, a neuron fires, sends an electrical charge down its axon, that wire-long thing that I was mentioning, and then boom, at the end, now you have neurotransmitters that because they had an action potential charge them up, they are being forced out of the neuron. And that is the presynaptic terminal. How many millions of times does this happen in a second? Oh, I don't know. How, I don't want to say millions, but this is happening all Hundreds day long. in a second? Thousands in a Probably, second? Probably, yeah. I mean, because every single... You've got neurons through your entire body. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're, they're what they're telling when you're turning... You're, you're moving your toes or you're putting your hand to your head. These, all these things are firing that whole time. This is happening all day long. It's really cool. <laughs> That's fucking cool as fuck, dude. And, and, and the way tased that, all day long. And the way they found <laughs> this stuff out, actually, I, I recommend everyone to go and check out the uh, study of, I think it was <laughs> done in Michigan. Um, Phantom slow-mo cameras. Those guys. They cut open someone's head <laughs> and got an x-ray, and then they got a phantom slow-mo. Ca- the slow-mo guys from YouTube <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> set up a camera near an x-ray. That'd be so cool, honestly. That would be really fucking cool. <laughs> um, Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> but uh, the giant squid. So oh. it has the... Uh, it, 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 it's, its neurons are so large because ours are so tiny, right? Like you need a microscope to see them. Well, maybe yours. <laughs> I know, after all the mephedron. <laughs> um, but uh, so they, you can actually see it translucent through their their jelly whoa um so people were able to study they they attached these voltage readers (laughs) (laughs) like the little thing you add to your car (laughs) tase the giant squid (laughs) dude that's terrible (laughs) it's Uh, not terrible it's really cool does it like hurt them at all no they're not adding they're not oh they're reading voltage sorry oh sorry i thought you were saying they were just tasing them i was like because the neurons were so so large and they could see them they didn't have to use a microscope to add the voltage meter to like they added the electrode to the neuron and they could see it visually this is how they were able to find out um how you know all this stuff works Which is really, Damn. really cool. Um, and that's where I get my name, Resting Potential. So Fuck yeah. Positive shout out, dude. Yeah. And this is <laughs> yeah. <in> a... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> baby. Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah. What, think, of a, think of a character that was a mix between Austin Powers and Lil Jon, dude. <laughs> 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 so sick. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically just Lil Jon. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. That would make what? me... Dude, an Austin Powers that was culturally appropriating fucking just Lil John. <laughs> well, I guess not, that's not really cultural appropriation. This is stealing someone's Being character. Racist, so like, instead of coming back into the uh, into like the the what is he? He he comes into the nineties or something. Yeah, I think. So uh, where are you talking about Goldmember? Wait, which yeah. episode? Which episode? Because Goldmember, yeah, I think, is uh, is the seventies or eighties or, or something. Well, so uh, no, because I think both of well, yeah, no, one of them he gets to go back in time. Yeah, that's Goldmember and hang out with the lady. But I'm saying like the ones where he's been pushed into the future and he doesn't understand how to deal with it. He's very not PC. Um, 
Anyway, I, I just think it'd be really, yeah, really funny. baby. It'd be really funny if he got pushed into the future with Lil John, dude. That dude and in like two thousand fucking eight, like fucking. Yeah. Oh the- my god, she's got machine gun jubblies. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, dude. Right. That makes me so happy to think about, dude. <laughs> that might be the best thing I've ever thought of. Or not thought of, but like that's the best good. thing that's ever entered my brain besides Diclotaldonius. Yeah, that's pretty good. Right. Anyway, <laughs> Micah, sorry. I completely derailed no. that. I'm happy, Little man. powers. I've been... I've been, I've been... It's like mini me, but little powder. Oh my god, dude, that would make me so happy, dude. But then, but then there's like a little bit of little John within every single character that Mike Myers plays. (laughs) Damn, Austin, you're going to die. I I feel like Mike Myers is at a point where he's always trying to make something. You know, yeah, like he I just made know. this new uh, <laughs> thing that he put on Netflix, and it wasn't very good. Um, I thought it was good, but Holy some people hated it. Fuck. I just but thought of some. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> no, go ahead. I thought uh, so, fucking, <laughs> so what if? So the thing that Raven just said recently, he's like, he's like, I've and you're going to die, and then just uh, John Powers or fucking Lil Powers on the other end, just what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking. <laughs> oh god, I'm not, I was just thinking a cat in the hat. But a cat in the hat, little John. Little Remember cat. those? Uh, yeah, that's really funny. Actually, cat cat the <laughs> little little M cat, dude. Oh, nice. Let's there get back go. on track. Hold on, really. We quick. put on so many tangents really on quick. this episode. Remember those fucking Grateful Dead remixes I made with the little John fucking drops in him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so for the listener, I've made all these uh, these remixes of Grateful Dead tunes where I've dubbed in fucking Lil John just what? So then with, Wait, with I don't me think and I've my friend, oh really? I've no. dude, I did it for Quest one time. We were fucking shouts out Quest. Uh, we were fucking listening to uh, the Grateful Dead. Maybe it was Quest. I don't remember who it was. Uh, but I, we were listening to the Dead and uh, fucking Quickman. Shout out Quickman and. Uh, uh, I was just going through and listening to a bunch of just dead songs, and then I just randomly put on one of the remixes, and it was just like, uh, it was like Uncle John's band or whatever, and it was like, come here, Uncle John's band, and it was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should put one, put one at the end of the episode, yeah. one of the drops. All right, yeah, we'll do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and dude, what? literally, literally, Quest was just like, he was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> he was like, he was like, he was like, was that? Because at first one went by and I was like trying not to laugh because it's like we were all like fucking super stoned. I'm pretty sure I was on acid. And like because the whole reason I made these is to like for just to put on while people were tripping for them to be like, wait, what? Did I just hear that? (laughs) (laughs) And Quest was just like, he was like, dude, like, was that a fucking little John? I'm fairly certain now that this wasn't Quest, but it might have been Quest. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, and I was like, yeah, you, you didn't know that they did a remix, dude? Like, uh, that little John did a full remix of all a bunch of Grateful Just Dead added. tunes. <laughs> and, <laughs> did he uh, buy it? Uh, for like a couple seconds. And then I was like, I, could, I was like, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> uh, well, that's funny. Doesn't um, Flatbush Zombies talk about the dead? Yeah. Well, they, they say something. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck. It's in because they talk about eating those... acid and like. Oh, it, Action they're, Bronson they're... has a song that. Well, I think that. we're thinking they were just wearing dead shirts while talking oh, about. Oh yeah, they had like in one, of oh, yeah. Yeah. one of their nice. music videos. It, it just always tripped me out a lot because I was like, "Whoa, uh, like heavy rap like that listens to fucking sugary." 
<laughs> yeah, dude, they're crazy. talking. It's about a stripper, dude. <laughs> also, Shaking I think sugary. I know, I know. a lot crazy. of. I used to think it was about a uh, his daughter. Oh, really? And Why? I, yeah, because I was like, oh, that's really gross. Well, because he says like something like, um, uh, oh, forget blood money. Uh, one of like the Chicago rappers, he would always wear steal your faces. Yeah. RP. Wait, really? I never noticed that. That's fucking yeah. sick, dude. Yeah. Damn. Hell yeah. Damn. All right. Um, well, let's get back to science. Sorry. I yeah. completely <laughs> derailed that again. Well, actually, I have more to derail. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Wait, yeah. no, never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. That was a good derail. Just um, derailing yeah. for a second. That was a derail. It's like fucking uh, J J, J yeah. to the ROC, dude. <laughs> or like <laughs> when Rogan was <laughs> pl- plugging the, the, the XLR in and out or something. <laughs> Dude, we should, I should have fucking dubbed in the fucking J Rock what <laughs> into the fucking dead song. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, go, Micah. <laughs> That's right. my bad. We're gonna be sipping on the synaptosomes. Sipping on sippin synaptosomes. <laughs> God damn it, we gotta get out of the music. We can talk about music later. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the funniest conversation ever. Dude. <laughs> Science is dope, dude. dude. <laughs> Science bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> pretty good. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> All right, so um, synapsosomes <laughs> isolated from the whole brain or certain brain regions. Uh, they're also useful uh, models for studying structure function relationships in synaptic vesicle release. Uh, so I'll just try to remind again what those vesicles are. They're contained within the uh, neuron, the presynaptic neuron that sends out uh, neurotransmitters. So it's think of it like a, a Im- image in your head, like a little circle or a little little uh, bubble, right? This bubble hangs out in the neuron and it contains the neurotransmitters. And so when the vesicle can release, it allows the neurotransmitters to flow outside of the uh, neuronal membrane and into synaptic cleft to stimulate the other neuron, the receiving neuron, postsynaptic. All right. So that was synaptosomes. <clears throat> uh, nice. We're going to talk about rats again. Ah, um, oh, rats. I... <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. Um so I've always wondered if they use like New York rats for these studies. <laughs> you know that they don't. You worked in a lab that worked with mice. You know that they don't. <laughs> you no, don't I, wonder I mean, that like, at all. I mean like the species. Okay. Oh, okay. So we never worked with rats because rats are really expensive and they're used for certain types of studies. Um, Is it because their brains are bigger? Yeah. They're easier no. to they're easier to like read. Yeah, they so, have much yeah. more of they are the translation between the effects on their nervous system and on their behavior translates so much better to humans than mice. Yeah. Mice are fucking gross and do weird ass shit. And rats <laughs> are a lot like rats are a pet. Yeah. People, people love them and, and they can train them to do really cool things. That's another thing. They are very smart. Like they will learn stuff quicker than a dog. So these people were killing rats. And what happened? Um, well, they were giving them ephedrone uh, while they were a baby. Oh, not babies, but during adolescence. God damn. <laughs> uh, probably made them smarter. Yeah, probably. Well, we'll find out. Um, 
and uh, re-exposed later in life um, to the mephedrone, they showed a potentiation um, of dopamine and serotonin release in the nucleus accumbens and the prefrontal cortex, indicating the development of neurochemical sensitization, so tolerance. Um, interestingly, most microdialysis studies, uh, again, microdialysis, for those that don't know, is a method of using a small tube to uh, pull fluid out of the, I think, cerebral spinal fluid, um, but essentially a part of the brain. Um, and it allows you to measure uh, different hormones and neurotransmitters um, in real time. So anyway, they used these studies testing the acute effects of mephedrone and found uh, the magnitude of increase in the di- dialysate, so the stuff that comes out of that microdialysis tube, um, fluid, essentially, um, they found an increase in the serotonin, which exceeds the accompanying increase in dopamine. So this is meaning that they were showing that there was more serotonin being released than dopamine, which is interesting because, again, this is a drug that's similar to MDMA, right? People are saying that they're uh, replacing it. as It's like an MDMA replacement. Um, so cocaine doesn't have any effects similar to MDMA. I mean, it could be. Some people could say that, yes. But again, it's not a... It's not a very serotonin-releasing drug, right? This drug is. Um, So, So does this mean that they almost got a lifelong tolerance to the drug by being introduced to it as little, tiny? Yes. Rats? Oh, interesting. Well, and so that is what's interesting to think of about when we talked about in our ADHD series, both part one and part two, about what happens when you give ADHD drugs to a stimulant. Yeah, to children throughout their adolescence and then take them off of it when they're older, they're likely always going to have neurochemical changes right. that were based on those drugs, which now may end up giving them ADHD symptoms when they didn't even have them Whoa. in the first place. So yeah. it's, this drug is just, they showed in mice or in rats, sorry, um, that this is something that is likely, you know, um, that there's just, there are big changes in these neurochemicals uh, later on in life when given it at a young age. So, uh, that's just I, I I wanted to mention that because it seems kind of fucking terrifying. Yeah, that is um, spooky. And and again, yeah. I think that's part of why a lot of people will say, you know, don't do drugs before you're 25, um, or you know, when your brain is still developing. I would agree. There is a lot of yeah. stuff going on in the brain that you could be fucking with and not really understand like the the severity of it until you're 30, right? Like you don't you wouldn't be able to tell some of these changes uh, while they're happening. So. Yeah, I, I I contribute drug uses drug usage to uh fucking why I am the way that I am. <laughs> oh, why you're so cool? No, why I talk all. Why you wear a Flavor Town Station <laughs> shirt to the fucking podcast? Dude, it's Guy Fieri. I wore know? this to work today, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I wore this to work, and uh, I walk. I went to the bathroom, came back, and um, the Pro Tools operator for this gig. Uh, was just like, uh, he saw me walk up and he was just like, Flavor Town Station. And I was just like, yeah, it's a Guy Fieri shirt with uh, mixed with the Grateful Dead. And he was like, yeah, I see that. And I was like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty sick. And then he was just like, he just started laughing. And I was like, damn, as soon as I said that, I was just like, immediately just thought of like an eight year old wearing like a wolf t shirt that like lights up or something like that and just walking in and then someone being like, That's a nice shirt and they're like, I know it's a nice shirt, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely drugs. Uh yeah. Well so what's really funny <laughs> what's really funny, so for those that can't see this shirt, 
it's a cartoon image of Guy Fieri uh, in his car in a convertible. It's the intro to uh, to uh, Triple D. So, okay. it's, but for those that don't know this, well, know. it's a steal your face uh, emblem essentially, but in the the head. So it's it's a Grateful Dead steal your face emblem, but in the head of the fucking shirt, it's fucking Guy Fieri in uh in his, his car and this is instead of terrapin station shout out positive shout out the album by <laughs> grateful dead 1977 uh fucking it's uh it's flavortown station and so you know i'm trying to go take you to flavortown station dude. okay okay but the best part about it is that the skull has his hair too yeah, yeah. yeah. On top of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite the yeah shape. i also bought so you can get these on uh shake shakefield uh i think is uh, shakefield street or something i don't know but they also make a dancing bear shirt with all the seinfeld characters on it so i bought both of them because fucking drugs <laughs> <laughs> that's what i love about those shirts man all you got to do is just walk into a, a building and people instantly know that you fuck yeah. dude absolutely yeah that guy that that guy cool, he yeah. saw me walk in he was like that's an alpha if i've ever seen one <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean if you if you were 30 40 years older it would be like okay <laughs> chill bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, it's acceptable it's yeah. acceptable well, I'm really excited. Of my age I'm really excited to go to Dead and Company with you, um, just to just to see what people say when they see your shirts, dude, or just see I'm two of the youngest people at the show. Dude, I'm I'm, I'm rocking that dude, fucking. There's great- gonna be so many fucking little babies there. It's freaking Grateful Dead music. Yeah, That's what true. people do that listen to that music. They yeah. bring their fucking children to it. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. You, I'm not kidding. My dad literally said he, for one, was having sex during a show, and Bob <laughs> Weir stopped the show and said. Like, hey, everybody, look at that. He said that it was such a special experience because there was people Should dancing, be embarrassing, but- dancing around <laughs> him and this woman, like chanting it on. Honestly, so, that sounds like something a fucking dumb deadhead would say that's not true. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, but if it is other, true, positive shout out, dude. No, the other thing was is that he actually really, really wanted my mom to give birth to my sister at a show. That was 100% something that he asked and like wished and she was like, no. Yeah, didn't they have like two fucking babies fucking- at Woodstock? Like uh, there were two babies born at Woodstock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's actually, I mean, it's it's a common thing for deadheads to want to have their babies at shows. Um, Music's so dumb. No, deadheads are. Yeah, but the, every genre of music has some stupid yeah, no, it's Raven. True. Yeah, I think you're kind of dumb, honestly. I think I am too. That's okay. <laughs> as long as I'm self-aware. Yes. I mean, true. Okay, so he's a banjo player, all right. He hates music. Yeah, sure. Fucking got him, dude. You can, you can literally only play banjo if you're depressed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, that is actually a, true. A pretty yeah. good point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right. I'm trying to go so. down to the crossroads. It's on my soul, you know. Yeah, well, you, you've already sold it, so you're one step in the right direction. Fucker, fucker owes me money. <laughs> Damn. The devil owes me money instead of God owes me money. <laughs> Dude, that's actually a really cool song name. The devil owes me money. That is pretty yeah. cool. All right, so that's our first song. The devil owes me money. Okay, we should make so, that our outro song. I'll cut that out. No, I'll leave me that money. in. Yeah, no, like, Raven and I are starting a string band. So. Yeah. Um, bing, bada, bing. <laughs> should we, should we just call it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> call it the devil is me, man. I just had a picture of Homer Simpson with his three fingers trying to explain string music to someone and just going, but a bing. <laughs> you know, it goes, but a bing. <laughs> oh, okay. That anyway. fucking makes me so happy. I thought you were going to say that makes me so horny. Oh, it even has <laughs> it makes this, me horny as fuck, wait, too. The steal your face is, is uh, the, oh, the chin. A beard. Yeah, see. the chin. Yeah. Even has, oh, and an earring. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, this tangent has this been much, so much too long. Okay, so anyway, uh, again, back to science, talking about substrates, talking about... <laughs> <laughs> they must have talked about a lot of good information on this episode. No, they just talked about fucking shirts <laughs> and <laughs> quantum physics and conspiracies. Hey, we that's have to have some of that in here. That's what no, this podcast yeah, is part about, of dude. Yeah. yeah, it's good. No, uh, I don't hate the tangents. It's just... Live, laugh, boof. You're just trying to go to bed or something? No, you said you had the thing at 11. No, I, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it for you. I am trying to get out of here. Um, all right, so uh, we can cut that out. Uh, uh, no, nah, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the non-selective uh, substrate activity of mephedrone <clears throat> and methylone. Uh, I'm just mentioning that for this because they have the same action. Um, we'll talk about methylone in a future episode. But uh, uh, at the monoamine transporters, this is a similar mechanism uh, to the club drug MDMA. Excuse me. So it has greatly reduced potency at the vesicular monoamine transporter 2, VMAT 2, when compared with MDMA and other ring-substituted amphetamines. Um, this suggests that it's less likely to disrupt the intracellular stores of monoamine trans transmitters. So I actually would say, based on this data, that it could be likely less neurotoxic than MDMA. MDMA is not actually considered neurotoxic until it's in high doses. Right. It was, uh, there was a study that, did we talk about this in the MDMA episode? The guy that made that really stupid yeah. study about blowing holes in the brain? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, because there's some people that still believe that MDMA is highly neurotoxic and creates holes in the brain, which it does not. It was um, like a thousand milligrams or something crazy. Yeah, which that's like, the thing. High doses of MDMA will cause hyperthermia. So right. too hot. It'll make your body too hot. And that heat will actually cause the brain to start to sort of melt. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> actually, the neurons will die. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> so, so similar, uh, you, you, I'm sure... Uh, uh, looked up the neurotoxicity with this drug. Um, it has a lot of the same uh, myths, misconceptions that go along with MDMA with some people saying it's neurotoxic, others saying it's not. What I did find is that a lot of people are leaning towards the not. Yeah, and that's based on what this says is that it, it actually disrupts the intracellular stores of things like neurotransmitters or of things like serotonin and dopamine less so than MDMA even. And MDMA yeah. is considered generally safe the fda yeah. right now is fully being like hey let's use it and as i talked about in our drug news uh, episode one of the last ones that we did uh is uh, and you know shouts out drug news it's really cool but is that uh the dea has been putting out more money towards the 2023 amount of mdma that they not the dea sorry uh the fda is asking for so much more mdma like thousands of grams worth or something like that, uh, to be used in studies. And so it's just going to show that right now, it's generally considered safe now. Like by the scientific community and by the medical community, MDMA itself is considered safe. Um, hands down, this stuff seems safer. Um, so now we'll go into toxicology um, and try to wrap things up. But high doses or chronic use can produce life-threatening side effects, including tachycardia, so rapid heartbeat, uh, hypertension, uh, high blood pressure, uh, agitation, 
not trying to say hypertension and high blood pressure are two different things. I just wanted to make sure that people understood what that is. Uh, agitation and seizures, uh, which seems always really scary to me. Every time, we, it seems like we always end up talking about drugs and they end up at high doses causing seizures. I read Seizures are deadly. I read so you know. that in 10% of people who are hospitalized from methadrone, they had seizures. Interesting. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. well, and that <laughs> yeah, happens with high crazy. doses of cocaine too. Right, people will seize. Yeah, um, and and with people doing over a gram in a night, and uh, one of the big things is it's hard to not redose this drug. Is yep. what I was reading. Yep. Yeah, and that, I mean with a lot of stimulants, right? That's kind of how stimulant drugs work. Is people just try to chase the come or they yeah they try to run away from the come down. Right. Um, exactly. And they will just keep getting. They'll just keep taking more. Um, and I get it. I mean, the come down is not good. Especially with drugs that are releasing tons of these monoamine neurotransmitters. Yeah. Um, Any kind of stimulant come down is not going to be a good one. Except no. coffee. Coffee's not bad. Coffee's not bad, no. I mean, I think that the come down of withdrawing from caffeine is fucking insane. Yeah, like, body aches. Like yeah. crazy. Dude, I went three days sucks. without drinking coffee Irritability. Like, I mean, dude, it'll... Caffeine withdrawal will make someone go to the hospital or the doctor and literally yeah. think that they're having a problem. Me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Shouts out to this guy. Yeah. Dude, this shit sucks, dude. That's why I stay caffeinated, dude. I bet your your doctors probably look had a whole lot like laugh when they when you told them that you ended up drinking caffeine and it helped. They were probably like this fucking guy. I yeah, the nurse did laugh. It was <laughs> really, really okay. funny. Yeah, <laughs> she's like you fucking pussy. Dude. <laughs> like, she's, like, dude, I, the, she's like, there's a dude in the next room who just got narked, bro. <laughs> <laughs> complaining about your caffeine addiction. You're gonna fucking latte, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and she's probably holding a 24 ounce of fucking caffeine. On top of her Adderall and everything else. All right. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> although mephedrone displays these uh, neurochemical effects that mimic MDMA, uh, there's a number of physiological and toxicological properties that render it unique. Uh, for example, high dose administration of mephedrone is less apt to produce robust <laughs> hyperthermia <laughs> and long term depletions of brain tissue serotonin. Although there are still incidences of mephedrone-induced serotonin syndrome in humans. Um, and so serotonin syndrome occurs as a result of serotonin toxicity and is associated with autonomic instability. Autom autonomic meaning uh, you have no control over it. It's just happening on its own. Uh, significant changes in mental status and neuromuscular hyperactivity, uh, which has been observed in individuals who have taken mephedrone. Um, serotonin syndrome for those of you that don't know, is potentially fatal. It yes. can kill people. And I think it's part of what people are experiencing in a slight amount when they're having brain zaps from uh, <laughs> selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. So I thought <laughs> I thought I was having brain zap, like serotonin syndrome kind of stuff after I did MDMA the last time. I think what happened is I was eating like a thousand percent your daily sodium amount for the last like 10 years. Oh my and, God. And just drinking coffee and fucking drinking all the time every single day. And I was realized, oh, this isn't from the MDMA. It probably had a, an effect on making it worse, high blood pressure. And then the stress of thinking about that, I was having them so bad to where I was like, like fainting at work and, oh no, it turns out I just had really bad high blood pressure <laughs> jesus yeah yeah and that's the thing is that your heart your you know cardiac system will start to affect your brain when it is having issues yeah so i mean part of that is 
anxiety. That's part of why beta blockers can help some people with anxiety is because it's helping their blood pressure. It's helping their heart work a little bit better. And that's actually allowing for them to just feel a little calmer. Um, so now uh, to talk about addiction, uh, the serotonergic activity of the ring substituted cathinones uh, might be predicted to reduce their abuse liability since uh, preclinical evidence supports a role for serotonin in dampening the reinforcing effects of stimulant drugs, which is interesting to me because um, when you think of uh, stimulant drugs like cocaine, which is highly addictive, uh, it is a dopamine heavy drug. So is methamphetamine. Yeah. There's not a lot of serotonin activity going on with, do- with cocaine and methamphetamine. However, there is, it's just not a whole lot. I have this thought that there is a role for serotonin in psychedelics, right? That's helping them not be addictive. It's allowing this because there's more of a mood enhancement thing to it. Sure. When you're on mephedrone, you might blow through a gram. Just like when some people are on MDMA, they might blow through a gram. 10 yeah. times the dose. Yeah. However, will they keep using it in the way that they would use cocaine or methamphetamine in an addictive way? No, likely not. And I think what this is saying is that the abuse liability is dampened because there's a role for serotonin in sort of changing the reinforcing effects, so the, the rewarding addictive effects of this drug and of other stimulant drugs that have, stimulant, or have serotonin properties to them. So it's just a cool little thing to think of because psychedelics are drugs that are literally non-addictive. They can't be. And they are serotonin drugs. Yeah. So yeah, it, that's it, just my like connection. It's cool to see that on a scientific level because the the evidence from just people in like user reports suggests that people use it in an alternative to cocaine because they say it's less addictive. Yeah. I didn't read anyone say non-addictive, but they said oh, no. Much yeah. less addictive than cocaine. Yeah, and I wouldn't say anything like because it has serotonin activity and that's similar to psychedelics that uh, it's non-addictive like psychedelics. Right. I'm just saying it's less. So yeah, yeah. I think that makes total sense then that people would feel that way. And so, yeah, <clears throat> uh, I did. I was. It's weird because I was reading a lot of stuff that people were saying that like this, like they are like have seen people get like really addicted to like mephedrone. But I guess like yeah. the way you're saying is like it's not as addictive in the way that like cocaine or like meth no i don't think that it could turn into someone's daily habitual drug like people wake up and do cocaine every single day yeah absolutely yeah it's like their caffeine yeah but day revolves around it yeah exactly but i don't think maybe people go on binges with mephedrone for for like three months they're using way too much and partying way too hard but also again it's a party drug yeah it is not so much a drug that people are using to study or to improve their quality of to life. function. Yeah, to function. Yeah. Like, it, the, the people are using meth to get to work or to stay at work. You yeah. know what I mean? And then it, there's always that whole aspect of, like, there's going to be something that's addicted to every, like, addictive to at least one person or a couple people or a couple thousand people. Like, it's not addictive to, it's less addictive to most people. That doesn't mean all people. Like, it's a, I'm sure one person, this is probably the most crazy addictive drug ever just because of, like, how they enjoy drugs. Yeah. But, uh, like, I knew someone, you wouldn't think of MDMA as an addictive drug whatsoever. At least I wouldn't. I could not imagine getting addicted to something like that. It would be if detrimental. If you've tried it, yes. But there's, yes. I definitely know people who have mentioned, oh, I have this friend who she was, like, hella addicted to Molly. I've met someone who was hella addicted to MDMA. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's crazy. Actual MDMA, right? Not just drugs they found I'm, that were I don't know. as MDMA? I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah, hard to tell because that's what I've always know. wondered yeah. for people that have said that their friend got addicted to Molly is I wonder if it's been because it was bath salt drugs. Yeah, I wonder because then 
that's presuming that they're getting it from the same dealer every single time. Which is rare. Well, depends buy- on where you're from and how no, many. No, true. Yeah, but people, people buy it. You know. Molly. It's usually one of the drugs where it's like whenever you can find it, you f- you get it. Right. It's like, oh, who's got Molly? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I read a thing earlier today that uh, they've from like doing like tests and stuff like that. Uh, they found that two thirds of what is called what they say is MDMA is actually uh, is is real. So like a third of it is actually not not even fucking MDMA at all. Right. Well, oh, yeah. and then that depends on what. Yeah, like, what country? What, 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 no, what? Um, how you're finding it? Pill powder, crystal, whatever. Right, yeah. So it's like, well, they uh, said they that. Could, they said okay. that most of the uh, the fucking um, the non MDMA that is being sold as MDMA is at like music festivals and stuff like that because people and are probably just in fucking, pill form. Yeah, well, yeah, because exactly. then people don't have the ability to test it as easily. Yeah, you know? right. unless like, the oh, place has a testing site. Yeah, which is rare. Right, exactly, yeah. Very rare. Yeah. I was so lucky to shout out Tipper at Secret Dreams. He makes sure to always have Dance Safe uh, there, who uh, has a lot of harm reduction information as far as uh, what drugs do, what doses to take. They literally have little pamphlets that you can take back to your tent, and it tells you all about GHB or all about mephedrone. But they also have a drug testing tent where they will zip you up in and hide you, and then, uh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, I guess, that's a perfect jumping off point. <laughs> Start talking about mephedrone culture. Mephedrone culture. Yeah, dude. We can uh we can slide on in today. Slide uh, on in. Slide on in. We can bring up the Pearl Jam again, dude. <laughs> <laughs> talking about mephedrone. <laughs> uh no, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> mephedrone. Fuck yeah. <laughs> It's the drug that saves the motherfucking day, yeah. Uh, nah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, dude. Culture. Uh, one of the things that I read is uh, that it can cause rapid weight loss, which I don't know why that is, but probably how rapid? But, <laughs> well, dude. So people that that Holy are shit. using like mephedra, yeah, you just you take it once, and they're like, dude, you you lost thirty pounds. No, <laughs> uh, that it. Uh, a lot of people. Say that like heavy, heavy users of mephedrone, uh, especially when it was super popular in like the early 2000s, uh, like mostly 2008 to 2010, uh, that they were like noticing that like the the users like were were losing a lot, a lot of weight. And I don't know how much weight, but like like enough to notice for sure. And uh, it's I assume it's probably because like MDMA and other other drugs that are like this. Uh, you don't really have an appetite. You kind of lose your appetite a little bit. So I assume it's probably from that, but I, I don't know exactly like what it does exactly um, to make you lose weight. So, but that's the only thing I can think of. I would think it's just typical stimulant stuff, you know? Yeah, it's just sweating up, and dude. shit. Yeah, because it does make you sweat like bad. Yeah, just like MDMA would. Right. Yeah, that's what I've read for sure. So yeah. who knows Every if it actually? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So who knows if it actually like makes you like does something in your body to make you lose weight or it's just the fact that you're just not eating enough to like fucking keep up. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, one of the things we haven't mentioned yet is the smell of it, which, uh, I thought was interesting. A lot of people, uh, related to smelling like, and then this quote, uh, cat wee <laughs> as cat in like wee. cat piss. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, people are often, uh, like reported to also smell like it. Like for some reason it just like fucking clings to your body like even more than like cannabis does like when you when you ingest this fucking drug like apparently you just smell like cat piss 
Well, didn't Vice have a whole documentary? It's like the drug that makes people smell like cat piss. Exactly. Yeah, there's a whole fucking (laughs) YouTube video of it. Yeah, and that's what's interesting is, uh, so shout out, negative shout out, Phil. I think we've mentioned him in previous episodes. He uh, would talk about his method to uh, being able to still buy alcohol. And that was uh, spraying the top of himself with Lysol (laughs) and drinking uh, shit like brushing his teeth with coffee, black coffee. Yep. And drinking a bunch of the coffee. And so so anyway, the reason I mentioned this is because he actually has a reason. Like, this is a real true thing. Um, when you're sweating out alcohol and other drugs after you've been in... Like, to, to the point that your, your blood has a concentration that is so high, like up to 1% <laughs> or half a percent even, you are going to likely uh, get rid of that drug a little bit in your sweating. Like, when you sweat. And that's part of why I think some people think that when you're on MDMA, you shouldn't be petting animals is because they think that, oh, the sweat contains enough of the drug to get into the the bloodstream of another animal and right. pet it. That's not the case. It's not true. Um, yeah, but same anyway, with psychedelics, right? Yeah, and like that, yes. none of that's true. But if you none are sweating on fentanyl, do not <laughs> stick your fingers in someone else's mouth. <laughs> I still don't think it would be enough. Yeah, no, obviously not. Yeah, I'm yeah. kidding. But, um, but yeah, that's so I funny. think that you know, it's probably the terpenes um, right, that yeah. are in these drugs or not, you know, maybe they're not terpenes, but maybe they're different types of aromatic compounds that give off a smell. I um, mean, all drugs have a smell to them uh, yeah. if anyone doesn't know. And that doesn't just come from the precursors of the things that were making it. It's just the drug at one point will have a smell to it. And so um, that is likely what you're smelling is the compounds that are giving it the smell and not... Because again, a drug can never be 100%. Remember, it will only ever get to 99.99999% that drug. That means that there is always going Close to enough. be. Yeah, and it could be even less than that. Like MDMA can yeah. only ever get to 85% or something like that. And that's because the rest of it is the salts that make up MDMA. Yeah. Not make up. But anyway, anyway sorry. Don't mean to just completely interrupt <laughs> no, you, Ryan. Dude, this is good but, info, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's just why I think that it's possible that people can smell like the drug. Smell like cat piss? From, yeah, from sweating. <laughs> um, and I think that actually happens a lot with meth. Uh, with what people say that when you, we, if you smell cat piss coming from a house, uh, it's likely that someone is smoking meth or making meth. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah, dude. And that if your body... That's one of the things. Meth people, houses smell the worst. Yep, and people will say that the children coming to school, that's one of the ways that you can know that their parents are doing it around the house yeah. is if their clothes smell like cat piss. Yeah. And... Uh, it's really fucked that teachers have actually anyway yeah, yeah no it, it is <laughs> fucked for sure um yeah i whenever i've done uh like whenever i like have a few days off from work or whatever and i'm like smoking a bunch of weed or whatever and then uh i'll be i'll be at work and i'll like do a setup or something like that and i'll be sweating you know and then uh like if i'm working like really hard and then i'll like leave the room and i'll come back and that room will smell like cannabis <laughs> dude <laughs> i realized crazy <laughs> oh yeah have you ever taken a shit and smelled weed so uh, i don't know I, about that actually <laughs> I, I, shit to smell like shit <laughs> i used to get concerned when i would smoke weed in high school and just like smoking it every single day and a ton of it and would like go home and shower and then exercise and my bo would smell like weed yeah and i was like yeah. i'm gonna get fucking caught up because my armpits smell like weed yeah See, dude. I, yeah i used to worry about that after taking a dump sometimes <laughs> i'm not kidding because i would literally smell like the weed and i was like 
They're like, damn, there's a skunk in here taking a shit. <laughs> Quite literally, I have looked it up uh, many times on Google how it's possible that my shit can smell like that. Your people- body's not processing all the fat that you're eating. Yeah, well, and yeah, then the, the weed smells sticking to the fat. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you really are actually, yeah, you're, you're shitting terpenes. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So basically, uh, the whole thing um, it was weight loss, and, uh, and that's how we got onto this and smell. And uh, yeah, it's uh, used a lot in the model circuit. Uh, like a lot of models use it to lose weight for whatever reason. Whatever, for whatever reason. I don't know why it causes you to lose weight rapidly, but it does. It's a stimulant drug. I mean, yeah, yeah but like, uh, fucking, even people like say that like more than like meth and like other things for for whatever reason. I don't know why. It likely just makes you not want to eat even more than. That. Yeah. I mean, MDMA, I would say, is a drug that definitely makes people not want to eat. Yeah, um, that's what I was just saying a little bit ago. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So interesting. Uh. Also, one of the other reasons why it's uh very popular or was very popular is because it's fucking hella cheap. And, uh, so I know Raven talked a little bit about like price margins of like how much people were making off of it. Um, but I just want to break it down just to like, uh, on like a user amount of like how much it costs comparatively to like other drugs like cocaine and stuff like that. And so question, uh, are, are yeah. these, are these up to date prices? Cause my prices were at, during the, the, the heat of things back in like 2010, 2009. Yeah. These are, uh, as up to date as possible. This is like pre lockdown. Okay. Um, cool. So, it, but it's like past, post 2010. So, cool. as up to date as I possibly could get, because it's really not nearly as popular as it used to be. So, it's right. kind of not reflective um, accurately. Uh, but anyway, so uh, before the pandemic, it was about $13 for a gram, where uh, cocaine, and depending on where you are in the United States, uh, costs anywhere from 60 to $100 or more than that for a gram. And uh, we were talking earlier about like dosing and stuff like that. So a dose is anywhere from 15 milligrams to 125 milligrams if you insufflate. But if it's, uh, you know, orally, you were saying up to 300 milligrams. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get fucking anywhere. You can basically get high like five to ten times, like a lot, like super high for 13 bucks. That's fucking crazy. So, um. This is in the U.S. before the pandemic? Correct. Yeah. That's insane. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Dude, yeah. It's fucking crazy. So it's like, obviously, this is why people are like, we're moving to this drug because, you know, it's like, oh, I'm, you know, can you fucking, it lasts longer than cocaine. And I also, I'm going to get fucking stemmed up for fucking dumb cheap. 13 like, bucks? Fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. But uh, this is before the lockdown, which now it prices have gone up with a lot of drugs because of just borders uh tightening up and uh made it extremely or not extremely but just much harder for importing um mephedrone so uh obviously makes the prices go up if it's harder to ship or get into anywhere where you are um i will just note sorry to interrupt no yeah that i think part of it too um because i know that this has happened a lot with the borders tightening however um in recent years since the research chemicals and the synthetic drugs became really popular, sold online since like 2007 ish. Yeah. Um, since then the, <clears throat> like Europol and like the Dutch police and different things in the, in DEA 
and stuff, they will actually work together very heavily on um, making sure that these drugs are not making it past the borders um, when people are buying them online. So there's like packages that are now getting seized just all the time um, when people are ordering these drugs. Whereas they used to, you know, when it was just a research chemical and it wasn't as scheduled and looked at, it was so easily passed through customs. Um, and now it's just it's just much harder because they're cracking down on this type of stuff more so than they ever used to because now yeah. it's very, very apparent to them that people yeah. are ordering these drugs. So that's just another part of it. And I think that during lockdown, there were so many people that found the dark web and found the yeah. ability to import substances because they couldn't get their shit from a dealer anymore. Yeah, totally. Well, and also one of the things about lockdown is uh, is a lot of people who are going out and partying all the time and doing fucking MDMA and stuff like that and any of these drugs going out and partying kind of came to a halt because when everyone, like, we're in lockdown, like, when when COVID started, and I'm saying lockdown as in, like, COVID lockdown, I guess. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a pre-pandemic. Uh, so whenever, when all that happened, a lot of people, (laughs) a lot of people were, uh, were moving to like psychedelics, like mushrooms, like, like the demand of mushrooms fucking skyrocketed during the the COVID lockdown. Uh, whereas like a lot of like MDMA and these style of drugs, you kind of, you know, went down. Yeah. I think it's interesting. It's interesting what drugs went up in demand, which ones went down. Yeah. I remember I had a coworker hitting me up constantly uh, for cocaine, and then fucking I was just like, "Dude, I don't know anyone. Like, stop fucking hitting me." And then all of a sudden, uh, he's just trying to like hit me up for other stuff when the lockdown happened. And mm. I, 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 it's funny because like I've never been a person to like go to for drugs. I don't know fucking drug dealers, but sure. uh, yeah, it, it was just, it just a, yeah. Just what is this person's name and what is their address? No, because I just—I was going to say I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, I, I was going to say I thought it was maybe the one person that we've bleeped out a million times nah. on this podcast because that person also hit me up and asked me for things uh, during lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. that I was like, uh, what? <laughs> no, it's some dude I worked with in Vancouver, and like he just would always ask me for shit, and I just think it's because we were around the same age, and he thought like maybe I just knew something. I mean, the way you yeah, look. True. <laughs> yeah, you do kind of look like a degenerate, dude. <laughs> like you wear all black a lot of the time. <laughs> you got this yeah. massive fucking ring in your nose. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like people probably are just like this guy fucking this sniffs guy drugs. Fucks, I've been dude. told that my I've been told that as of recently it looks like I've been to jail because all my tattoos. Yeah, I mean definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is really cool. This guy's literally never been to jail. Uh, yeah. well, Did kinda. you go that yeah, one night? True. Yeah, kinda. Just like to get booked. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you didn't have to sleep in there. <laughs> no. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. The corruption of that <laughs> night was insane. Yeah. Dude, negative shout out <laughs> to all the ben people PD. involved in that, dude. <laughs> yeah. That one time that Raven uh, went inside of Walgreens and stole a bunch of DXM pills. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought we were talking cooler, about dude. a different fucking experience. No, I never did that. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> No, you actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I like, what? <laughs> I was like, spend I've never my hard-earned tips. <laughs> anyway, just the tip. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so post-lockdown, though, uh, reports in Berlin uh, have stated that a gram goes for about thirty to thirty-five euros, so it's more than doubled in price since lockdown. So that's interesting. Oof. What's the? Is the euro? The euro Sorry, is about yeah. it's about one to one with the yeah. uh, U.S. dollar. It's a I little. Think the euro is like one point oh three. Yeah, yeah, it's slightly more, but it's not by much. Um, yeah. So yeah, pretty fucking interesting. Uh, the pr- just how cheap it is. 
Uh, that's why a lot of people started using it. Um, so moving on to uh, Israel, dude. The earlier we kind of mentioned that uh, that mathematician dude, fucking uh, who st- started uh, what was the company called? Uh, Neo Organics or whatever. Neo Organics, yeah. Neo-organics. Yeah. So he he started making uh, methadone and the, all these pills and stuff like that, and uh, that's fucking sick. And shout out that guy. <laughs> but uh, this Pretty other, strange. do you think that he? Sorry, but do you think that he created like a, a math computer program to create the drug? Like, how? Why? Why did he? Why is he a math? Well, he didn't create the drug. He just no. uh, he just well, repurposed he it. Ascent. Yeah, um, but he marketed it. Yeah, kind of. But yeah. a lot of people say that the 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 real person that really fucking uh, rediscovered it and is credited a lot, like, is uh, this dude named Doctor Z and Z E E. Uh, he's an Israeli um, chemist, and a lot of people credit him to being uh, the true rediscoverer of uh, mephedrone. Well, and then I even mean, before yeah, that, it goes back that... to 2001 during the Hive, where that person posted yeah. in 2001. So he must this dude must have been the first person to read that article. That's Probably, yeah. Since the 20s. Yeah. So yeah. what the... Th- oh, sorry. What were you saying? I'm sure there's others. Too. I was just going to say, too, it's possible that he may not have even had the Hive as an option, but as just... He could have seen the data from the twenties. Yeah, true. Because yeah. that's what happened with MDMA. Yeah. Shulgin just found the data from Merck and was like, "Oh, sick! I'm gonna make that." Right. Hell yeah, dude! Imagine fucking taking that for the first time after like just like not knowing anything the, about it. Imagine it was a collective crazy. unconscious thing to yeah. where the dude posted on the Hive and then fucking uh, <laughs> quantum physics took place, <laughs> fucking chaos magic. Full uh, 360, every, dude. <laughs> every, yeah, everything went out into the the collective unconscious, the shared mind that we all have. And yeah. after this dude posted about it, this dude had a thought like, "Oh, I should look into this thing." And maybe that would have never happened without like yeah. one influence the other, maybe without even knowing it. One thing I have to mention I about this is uh, yeah. One thing I have to mention about this is yo, so like, do you guys think that like all these guys just thought about this at the same time and just went out into the into the world? And you think it's a collective unconscious, bro? Whoa, dude, that's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> all right, no, sorry, so, go ahead. No, have, you ever, have th- you ever thought about this stuff on we? <laughs> I forgot about all those. Uh, so one of the things that is interesting about like I've heard stories about like people who like write movies and stuff like that. Um they whenever they write, they like to go out in the middle of either nowhere, like in the desert, or like uh out on like uh, like a yacht or like or something, like in the middle of like the like some like ocean or like sea or whatever. Uh, because they believe that uh any any of their thoughts that they're having, if they're in a city and they're like thinking these like crazy thoughts of like writing all this shit down. They'll think that any of their brain waves or whatever will like go out into the world and like it'll like leak into someone else's brain. And then like any of their ideas will just get like taken and stuff like that. I don't want to sound like a lunatic, but that's 100% true. Oh, absolutely. It's 100% true, dude. It's fucking crazy. So <laughs> I'm not sure about anything in this entire world, but uh, that, that what you just said, 100% true. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Take it to the bank, dude. So anyway, so the doctor... Take doc- that to the bank. Go tell them take your that to theory, the- and they'll give you a million dollars. Yeah, take that, take that to the bank and deposit it, dude. Yeah. So this Dr. Z guy, um, he was responsible for, well, not responsible, but some say he's responsible for rediscovering uh, mephedrum in 2003 and also creating a bunch of legal like drugs every single week. He would like come out with a new fucking legal drug constantly to be one step ahead of like the government. 
and fucking always just like be making new shit to just keep them on their toes. And his whole idea is to like basically like allow people to get high <laughs> for free, which is fucking awesome. Like he's a legend. Yeah. So Wait, his does doctor does Doctor Z stand for Doctor Zoidberg? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Whoop, 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 whoop. He's just whoop, 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 away from the cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's <laughs> these shells. <laughs> yeah, I mean his whole idea is just basically like people should be allowed to get high without like you know going to jail and stuff like that or getting in trouble. Like, you should be able to allowed to have fun any way you want. Well, not True. any way you want, but like you know if you're not harming anybody else and like you're not you know doing anything to like fuck with people or whatever. You're just having fun. Like yeah, of course you should be able to do that without getting in trouble. So positive shout out, Doctor Z. Um, church yeah and that's he, interesting because uh sorry to interrupt again no, yeah. but that's just that israel right israel is one of the places that we've talked about that has decriminalized drugs correct or i no? don't know about completely decriminalized just, drugs maybe not decriminalized but i know that they're doing psychedelic research right yes like they're they're starting to use mdma and psilocybin and absolutely a company that has a psilocybin drug yeah um positive Positive shout out, Dr. Z. We got to get him on the pod. Yeah, yeah. no, dude. honestly, we should hit yeah. him up. Uh, so what's the crazy thing is that I couldn't find really much other information about Dr. Z. Like I tried looking up and all of his inventions and like all of these like drugs that he would come out with. And I couldn't find really much information about any of this guy. It's just almost like an urban myth. Like because like like he's he's fucking like so there's so much information that I was like, oh, this guy is the man. Like he was the one who like distribute like rediscovered all this and like blah, blah, blah. I couldn't find a single picture or anything of any of his fucking things. He came out, he made something called the meth espresso machine. And Dude, I couldn't I find anything what? about it. Is Dr. Z a red herring? Is that like a, that he made this alias Dr. Z, but he's just like some other dude, but he, like he put out the clout like, oh, it's this dude, Dr. Z. Like he made up this So if you look character. up a picture of Dr. Z, like uh, it's like, it's, just, it's a picture of some guy that shows up. I don't know if that's actually him or not, but like, uh, in, in articles and stuff, they put this picture of this guy, but like, I don't know if it's actually him or not, you know? Um, yeah. but yeah, and crazy dude. So fucking positive shout out Dr. Z. Uh, but yeah, Legend. He, he was, uh, responsible for making a shit ton of mephedrone that was really, really good. And, uh, up until 2008 when Israel banned it and that's fucking Coward. negative shout out Israel. So, um, but yeah, but like, uh, like we said earlier, it, it kind of, it started in Israel and really just spread out rapidly throughout the the whole world. And uh, right now, currently, it's extremely popular in India. It's crazy how popular it is there. Dude, like, literally, you look up Indi- you look up Mephedron India, and every single news article is fucking like, oh, busted, seized, all this fucking shit, all these people getting arrested for fucking right. Mephedron. It's yeah, crazy. when I was trying to look up the 19-year-old uh, who cut his dick off, allegedly, um, and you just type in 19-year-old Mephedron, and half of the articles are written in like a different whatever fucking language. Um, Hindi? Yeah, Hindi. something like that. Um, and it was just like, Do. it was like 19 year old <laughs> Indian kid found with a bunch of mephedrone. And like, yeah, so it was hard to find. The- yeah. Actually, wait, is it Sanskrit? What? No. I, th- I think it's, it's, I think Hindu is one of the most common languages in India. I don't think that's a language. I think it's a religion. Mm, are you sure? I'm not going to speculate on any of this. I, I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, super popular in India. Uh, report states uh, a report states that eight out of ten drug user, drug users in Mumbai use mephedrone. That's fucking eighty percent of drug users. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. But that's still fucking 
crazy. That's a lot. Yeah, it's the most popular drug there. Also, yeah. I I'm surprised you didn't find a whole lot about Doctor Z. I mean, there's articles about it, but it's not. It's all the same fucking articles. There's an, a website, drz.org, and it has his face on it, and it <laughs> says it says Neo Shulganist. Oh shit! That's oh, what he is. dude, that's sick as fuck. He's a white supremacist. What what, what browser entire, did you look has, that up on? Oh my gosh, we are gonna have to Google. We're gonna have to uh, get him on the pod. He does like entertainment stuff. Wow, dude. Yeah. All right, like, I fucking we'll talk about this that after one. My bad. I only found out about Doctor Z today, so I, I haven't done. I didn't get to do a lot of research on him. Z Train. Yeah, shout out to the Z Train, dude. <laughs> dude, this guy is so cool. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he's he has dope a as Patreon. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, I fucked up, dude. <laughs> it's three hundred fifty-five dollars a month. No, that's a that's an ad, a GoFundMe ad. Uh-oh. He has a Patreon. How much is his Patreon? Oh, cool. I don't know. I'll find out later. But uh, um, I wanted to shout him out. Well, I mean, we should uh, four dollars for uh, joining his creation. Yeah, everyone head over there $8 after $8 heading over to ours. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll have an interview with him on our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, no, we really should hit him. Yeah, up. dude, that'd be sick. Do- shout out Doctor Z. So anyway, DJ. back to fucking India though. Uh, so uh, mephedrone is among the most seized drug in Mumbai. It's fucking everywhere. So, um, yeah, one of the reasons it's very popular is that the information on how to manufacture it is apparently easily available online. Uh, I don't know if that's in just India or the United States. I know, Raven, you told me a little bit about this earlier um, that you could find. Uh, or no, that yeah. was for was that, that was for MDMA, right? Yeah, we probably shouldn't uh, mention anything about finding anything about making drugs. Yeah, maybe I'll just cut that out. Well, no, we could leave it in. It's just I don't want to keep like telling people where to find anything. Yeah, true. All right, don't look on my face. We're, we're not advocating for doing anything like that or doing these drugs. So yeah, like, true, true, true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it's fucking, it was super popular. I mean, because in 2008 to 2010, it became crazy popular worldwide. Uh, and India, it took India up to 2015 to finally ban it. So that was a lot Damn. of years that they were just fucking, it was like just thrown into the ecosystem of drug users That's in India. From like 2003 to 2000, you said 15? Yeah, so that's like 12 years. Damn. Oh, so they were not Kotman fast. They were Kotman slow. What? <laughs> you know, like Kotman do? No. Oh, nice. I thought you meant Kot. <laughs> I also thought you meant Kot. Yeah. That's why I was confused. <laughs> Kotman do? Hell yeah, dude. Pause the shout out. Um, <laughs> mom, buy me some mephedrone. <laughs> hey, mom. Hey, mom, buy me some mephedrone. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so yeah, uh, but yeah, you can order. Apparently, in India, you can order. You can still order from China and have it shipped to your door, which is why it's so popular there. Like still like, illegal there too. Yeah, it's still illegal for <laughs> sure. But apparently, like it's. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's border patrol or something. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I think. I think China probably just has a much too large of a population to keep yeah. fucking well, control over. And there. I was gonna say, yeah. I'm pretty sure communists don't really care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know about any of that. Uh, but I also <laughs> India is just a lot closer to China than it is fucking you know Europe or the U.S. and stuff like that. So uh, right, might be yeah. easier to get into the country. Uh, I'm not sure, <laughs> but um, yeah pretty fucking pretty interesting so um so the cost of manufacturing versus the cost of resale is the highest of any drug in india it's fucking super cheap to make and they can resell it for a lot over multiple times the amount that they made it for they can sell it for and which is why a lot of people uh sell it in india and 
also a lot of the um, issues with this is uh, apparently there's a lot of drug peddlers uh, that have uh, created their own cartels uh, to sell methadone, uh, primarily African drug peddlers who just either don't like speak the language or they pretend to fucking not speak the language. And uh, in they just fucking sell a bunch of mephedrone and if they get caught then they just either plead the fifth or whatever they just like say they don't speak the language and <laughs> no abla <clears throat> english <laughs> <laughs> they're like bro we're <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so it makes it it makes interrogating like in, insanely hard and uh so they're like we're in india <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck <laughs> so yeah they're like, they're like so you speak spanish <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> yeah. I meant to say fuck you. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misspoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it just makes it hard for them to actually like get to the bottom of any of these cartels or whatever, and so they they just uh, keep popping up everywhere and selling my fedrone. So the in June of June 2022. Customs destroyed 238.2 kilograms of mephedrone. That's in one month. This is a war on drugs, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Dude, bro, yeah. those guys got so fucking high. Uh, yeah, <laughs> dude. Nah. They just 238. Yeah. <laughs> dude, just, everyone in the DEA is like, all right, brick for you, brick for you, brick for you. Yeah. Brick for you. Dude, so yeah, so, okay, so earlier we talked about dosing. A hundred milligrams will get you fucked up. They seized 238.2 kilograms. That's, That's like, fucking times a thousand. Like 100, <laughs> 100 milligrams times a thousand is one kilogram. Times 238.2. That's a lot of no, fucking doses. No, 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 no. Oh, I just, wait. no. I imagine. That's 100,000, right? Yeah, because a gram. Fuck. Yeah, a, a gram is, yeah, yeah, you're right. Kilogram, you're right, you're right. thousand grams. Yeah. A True. funny mental image My bad. is <laughs> it's okay. back back to the future, but Doc Brown's all fucking yacked out. He's like, "We need two hundred thirty eight kilograms of methadone, Marty, <laughs> to go back to the future." <laughs> Instead of oh, yeah. <laughs> no gigawatts, <clears throat> they needed electricity. What? 2.85 gigawatts or whatever the fuck number it is but they, they, that's why they had to time it perfectly they knew exactly when the lightning oh, was going right. to hit the clock tower because yeah, they uh, needed the electricity so he's like we need 5.72 gigawatts yeah. <laughs> anyway it was funny kilograms of mephedron marty <laughs> go back to the future yeah true Positive. Yeah. <laughs> Go seduce your mom, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta fuck your mom, Marty. <laughs> You're not gonna like this, <laughs> dude. Honestly, you gotta fuck your mom, Marty. That guy was the original Rick, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, that's Wait, Rick is based off. Of. Wait, yeah. really? I, I had just no idea. Are you that. serious? That's that's fucking I just crazy, dude. Oh my god, yeah. I've never Holy thought shit. of that. So who's that's Marty? So oh, is Marty based Marty. off of fucking Marty? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Omg. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, wow, to the year 2015. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. We got learned, dude. That was crazy, dude. Just what I've another never day liked, to learn. What I've never liked is that his last name's Sanchez, and he's definitely not Latino. Uh, he 100% is. Dude. What? Do you know how many Irish people stayed back after the... Spanish fucking, war? No, the uh, like Inquisitions and shit. 
There's like a ton of like redheaded light skinned people in Latin. Yeah, America. especially like southern Mexico and stuff. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, like it was who's that fucking jokes? boxer? Uh that fucking um fuck, what is his name? But he has red hair and he's like a crazy boxer. Uh Canelo, I think. Uh I don't know. Anyway. Um so yeah, Sorry. uh India, dude. Freaking lots of people getting arrested for drugs. At least ninety nine people were arrested in eighty three drug related cases during June of twenty twenty two. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a Damn. lot. Yeah, oh, in so. one month? Wow. Damn. Yeah, that's in one Crazy. month. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. It's in, All of this is in one Several month. Several people a day. 283.2 <laughs> kilograms in one month. That's fucking crazy. They're racking up two to three fucking busts a day. Yeah, they're dude. Bus- they're busting. They're, bu- <laughs> they're busting, dude. <laughs> dude, they're busting. Yeah, uh, pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. One thing I read that apparently it's a, it's a popular mixture in a lot of places, but mostly Romania. Uh, they use fucking heroin and mephedrone. Uh, together which is cool makes sense because you know a lot of people who do heroin also like stimulants so yeah it's pretty nice. interesting probably don't it's do nice. this though probably don't speedball yeah yeah probably probably don't do this probably so. don't do that if you could just you could you could just not do this that would that would that'd be that'd be pretty great drinking out of cups podcast <clears throat> uh, advises you not to mix heroin and mephedrone <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh now i gotta i gotta bring it up guys the fucking British, dude. The British love drugs. The British are coming, dude. <laughs> sun never sets. Sun never sets on the British Empire. It's mm, a good point. Empire of the Sun, dude. It's a crazy now, did movie. Did you guys know that? That ever, at one, that's not at even one a time, movie, the, I don't think. the sun never sat for the British Empire because they had, they, they owned uh, land in every part of the world. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. So the sun yeah. never set. On the British, interesting. Technically, yep. I thought they just lived in Alaska or something. Well, they, I mean, it, you know, <laughs> in 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 uh, the UK, I don't think they do ever see sun. Right. What That's about that song by the Beatles? Here comes the sun, dude. Do you think that dude, was about dude, the dude. British Empire? No, it's from fucking six months of winter, and they're here like, comes "Oh the shit, sun here comes. Little time. <laughs> Or it was the LSD they were taking. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes my bum. It's like, it's, like, it's like they're doing the airplane, but with like an LSD dropper to each other. <laughs> Here comes the sun. <laughs> In the UK. Wow, dude, that sounds exactly like dripping acid. Dropping acid. Yeah. All right, oh, you know who else is from the UK? Ah, oh, fuck. I forgot. What, oh what my is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my shit. God. Stop smoking shit. weed. <laughs> fuck. Or wait. Yeah. You know who else is from the UK? Yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> Austin <laughs> Powers, dude. What if, Austin, what if Austin Powers was actually just Australian? <laughs> Little Johnston Powers. Little Johnston Powers. That's a pretty good one, dude. Yeah. I'll give you that. Anyway, um, so... One of the one of the reasons that uh, mephedrone became very popular because 2008 there was a huge bust in Cambodia of a uh, bunch of saffron, which, as we've said, is one of the precursors for making MDMA. They destroyed 33 tons of it, and this Jesus was enough Christ. to produce 245 million ecstasy pills. Hell yeah! So, Fucking narcs. Yeah. So a lot, I don't, a lot of people. I, I wish I would have known this in the MDMA episode, but this is like why it 
um, there was a, like a, between 2008 and 2010, there was like a huge uh, just gap of like not being able to get MDMA because just think about this. You know what? That's very interesting. That this may have this part of this is what started uh, all these RCs being oh, exactly. True. This is exactly why. This is yeah. exactly why. Well, I'm sad for the amount of deforestation that had to occur to create. 33 tons of saffron. Yeah. That is so yeah. much devastation like yeah. to the environment just for the government to come and be like, Bloop. yep, fuck right? all that. Yeah. 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 Fuck the war Repurpose on drugs, it. Well, and now <laughs> we're remaking the fucking ecstasy that they destroyed legally for the government. It's like, bro, yeah. keep it at least. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. in case. Right? It's uh, crazy. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. They seized and destroyed it. Not only seized, they fucking destroyed it, which is stupid. If they would have kept it and then now use that saffron in the production, well, I mean, it wouldn't be pharmaceutical green, but it would be so like so good economically because then they just have all this fucking thirty three tons of free saffron. Yeah, but like you said, dude, we're in a war on drugs, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) In pharmaceuticals, they're not going to use a naturally occurring. uh, Right, they're not going to use saffron from a (laughs) fucking clandestine uh, farm. No, Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, this pretty much halted the manufacturing uh, of it and internationally. Uh, it, it was very hard to find all over the world. So that fucking was a big bummer for anyone who was really fucking into you know MDMA and stuff. So to all these people that were really fucking into it and really into like raving and all that shit had to find something else to look to. So between 2008 and 2010, meth- mephedrone skyrocketed. It fucking shot through the roof because something that may make you feel a little bit like MDMA uh, and it was fucking way cheaper and it was legal at the time. And so uh, I don't know when they outlawed it in the UK. I believe it was, I want to say it was 2010. Um, Pretty sure it was 2010. Uh, And so anyway, yeah, so it was fucking dumb, cheap, legal. And made you feel like MDMA, and it was available. So it's like, obviously, that's going to be the fucking drug to go to. So it became super popular with college students uh, because of it being so cheap and also so pure. And also the quality of cocaine during this time was fucking running super low. So instead of everyone, you know, switching from MDMA to fucking cocaine, because cocaine was like not crazy pure during this time for whatever reason. Well, I've read... and. So just here, quick think about the UK being so far from South America. I've read that's a good that point. On average, the UK gets cocaine that's ten to twenty percent cocaine. Yeah. So that's this uh this fucking that's so fun. Yeah. So uh <laughs> this next fact, fun fact. Oh, sorry. Oh my gosh. This is this is a fun fact. So mephedrone was testing at ninety nine point eight percent pure, which is what we were saying. Mike was saying earlier that it literally can't get any more pure than that, pretty much. Uh, and cocaine was testing at twenty percent pure. And had as many as 11 different adulterants in it. Damn. Imagine that 0.2% was piss. Well, what's, what's crazy, uh, too, is that in the UK, there's, there's, they've been able to pull water samples from their rivers um, and find high levels of cocaine and MDMA to the point that they said that it's a, so much in the water sample from the river that you could actually get high off it. You're getting the fucking fish high, bro. Yeah. Stop <laughs> fucking pissing in the toilet, pissing my fucking mouth. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? <laughs> Why are you wasting? <laughs> Come on, bro. It's not gay if you get me high. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that's got to be a character on the that? confession, dude. That's, <laughs> that's a really, really good. That's dialect. good. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking great. 
Um, <laughs> I want that fucking piss cocaine in it. <laughs> <laughs> you had to throw the in it. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, yeah, so. Fucking wanker. <laughs> Yo, just put your fucking wanker in my mouth and take a fucking take a jolly piss. You fucking cunt. <laughs> uh, just say it, just say it, please. Just say it. What is it? No, I just love it. Uh, Americans are always asking. The oh, cunt. just say it. Just say it. <laughs> Can you True. say the word? Oh, that's so funny. All right, sorry. Um, no, you're good. Uh, so yeah, but in uh, so by 2010, it was the fourth favorite substance behind cannabis, cocaine, and ecstasy, which is fucking pretty up there, dude. I don't know much, but it's up there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> very anecdotal, very just <laughs> concise, well put together. It's up yeah, there, man. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking up there, dude. So it's uh, Yeah, so it started to spread in popularity a ton. It was it, it just continued to spread. Everyone was doing it. I read an article that people were uh, this dude who was selling it in his dorm. He he like sold a fuck ton of it and then wa- walked outside into like the courtyard. And there was all these people just fucking geeked out on fucking mephedrone. <laughs> and uh, literally people were like snorting it off of any fucking surface that they could find. Like literally like people were just like trying to find any flat surface to like fucking put their mephedrone on and like snort it. Like I was like, damn. Pull out your fucking phone, you degenerates. I, well, this I is guess... fucking 2010, dude. They had razor phones. No, that's true. <laughs> and I guess actually uh, it's pretty common in razor the UK. Razor phones are perfect. For very beautiful women to just openly sniff their coke at the bar. Yeah. Like in front of people. They'll just fucking whip it out on the bar table and start taking lines. But when I whip because it out at the bar, <laughs> <laughs> I get a fucking charge. Yeah, everyone, they kick you out. Yeah. They put yeah. your picture up on the wall. <laughs> Have you seen this guy? <laughs> he whipped it out at the bar. <laughs> yeah, negative shout out whipping it out at the bar <laughs> unless it's cocaine. <laughs> but yeah, so with the, with the spread of the popularity, uh, the journalists kind of fucked it up for everybody because... They misreported something. They reported that these two teenagers died from mephedrone, but in fact, they died from methadone. Honest mistake. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, well, I mean, you just switch a couple letters around. It's, it looks exact. It looks on like if you glance at it, they look like the same fucking word. Yeah, and also this was like when like mephedrone was really becoming popular, was fucking the rage at the time. So. They're like, oh, this new fucking drug is killing people and stuff like that. They just well, immediately reported something that was not accurate. From a journalistic standpoint as well, you may not have heard or known about uh, methadone because like, if you don't know anything about opiate treatment, then why would you? Right. And, but you've been hearing about this big new drug, methadone. So you just think, and they all have stupid accents over there anyway. So they're like, <laughs> oh, we fucking died of fucking methadone, brother. Yeah, they're and fucking drinking like, tea and eating beans for breakfast, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking making then, inaccurate statements. <laughs> methadone. And then fucking misheard it. And then wrote methadone. Methadone, methadone. They sound the same. Alright, alright. I have to say something really quick. My, my Kiwi friend who I've known for a long time. Wait, your what out. friend? My Kiwi friend. The f- you friends with the Kiwi? <laughs> the come fuck on. is that? Come on. I've had to tell you guys this before. You I guys, mean, you've always been like, what's a Kiwi? And I'm no, like, come on. I know what it is. You do? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember what it is now. Yeah. Oh, wait, do you? It's from someone from not Australia, but near Australia? New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah. Nice oh, job. yeah. Okay, sick. Um, 
I yeah, wasn't sure if it was New Zealand they, or if it was just one they of They have the kiwi birds over there. Okay, gotcha. You guys seen those? Cute little birds? Kiwi no. birds? They're, they're so cute. Yeah, I've seen them. They're these little hairy birds that come out at night only, and they got really long beaks, and they're really mm. cute. And I don't know much about hairy birds. I know they're about They're green Larry on bird. the inside. Um, anyway, uh, he has a very funny story of uh, he works a, as a uh, auto body uh, repairman, and uh, he has this really funny story of having to call the tow truck people or something about about one of his vehicles, and uh, he kept telling the lady uh, something about. I remember him just being like, "I, I need to get my my car like." Toad, that kind of thing. Something he has like a that. cool accent, yeah. Right, and and she she says uh, she spent a long time on the phone with him. I guess this is when so he moved here in the eighties, and I think this was when his accent was very strong still. Uh, but they spent still a long is. time on the phone. <laughs> it is still strong. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't realize it. He thinks that it's been going away. But anyway, um, he so he's been here for yeah forty something years, and this I think was when he first moved here. Uh, he, she kept thinking he said cow. <laughs> Um, like over and over and over. He got so angry at her, I guess, because he was like, no, my fucking car. I need to pick up my fucking car. And she's like, your cow, sir? I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure we can't do that. Hell yeah, <laughs> like dude. that kind of thing. So yeah, That's anyways. hilarious. He's had to deal with that a lot. People just really not understanding him and he gets so angry about it because he's yeah. like, it's fucking English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, positive, positive shout out to that guy. That guy sounds fucking dope. He is dope. Um, um, anyway, um, fucking, I don't know where we were, but something about, oh, yeah, fucking the kids that died, RIP, uh, from methadone, not mephedrone. So fucking negative shout out to those journalists. Uh, but yeah, basically, they manufactured a crisis over something that isn't even that dangerous. And uh, as we said, it's, you know, this drug you don't overdose on nearly as easily as uh, most drugs. So, uh, they finally banned it in 2010, and, uh, once they banned it, yeah, it fucking wankers, dude, and, uh, so once they banned it, you used a hard R, dude, as soon as I said that, I was like, that was a hard R, and I know someone's gonna say something about this, dude. Oh my god. Dude, fucking wankers, dude. (laughs) Hairs on the back of my neck stood up when you said it, dude. Fucking rough. So, uh... Yeah, once it was banned in 2010, it started to get cut more and became much more expensive. And, uh, yeah, it just became less pure and uh, was not nearly as good, which probably relates to why a lot of people say that the mephedrone back in those days were like was way better than the uh, the, the current you know stuff that you can get. Uh, so I assume that's probably why. Um, another interesting thing uh, that it's basically... It's not really used that much anymore, and the only really place it's used like a lot, uh, or the only like scene it's used a lot in is the chemsex scene, which I've you know, talked about before. In um, Ryan, you're always talking about chemsex, uh, dude. It, dude, it's fucking chemicals and sex, dude. What the fuck else do you want from me, dude? Well, you just you're always trying to hit us up, like, hey, come do this. There's thing gotta with be us. A band. You guys want to come to this sex chemsex party, dude? There's got to be a band called Chemsex, isn't there? I hope so. Oh, dude. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, pretty fucking crazy. Uh, but yeah. So, positive shout out Chemsex. <laughs> uh, anyway, so basically, exclusively used in that scene. Uh, one one report of a gay man said he had sex with thirty people in one night while he was on mephedrone. 
He's getting his fucking jollies off dude, with, I was, with 30 uh, guys. Dude, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I was like, that's fucking... <laughs> Is that the that noise he made? Kind of oh, rules. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> kind of rules, dude. Honestly, well, if you're able to have sex with 30 people in one night, kind of dude, rules. <laughs> you know that that all man would go... It would increase in volume and intensity after you. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that I don't know. 30th, I don't know if that 30th dude just enters and then he's like, ah, man. Well, no, dude. <laughs> he might have been giving and taking. You never know. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's yeah. True. We need we need the stats on this. We need the stats list on <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> show me the what, wait, where? <laughs> yeah, also, it, show me the car facts. I feel like it's pretty easy to have sex. Show me the cock facts. It, it's also pretty <laughs> 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 true. It's probably pretty easy to uh, have sex with thirty people in a night. If if you're like in yeah, an orgy, no. like at well, a party, no. but I'm well, yeah, well, you're during, dipping in, dipping out. That's what I mean. Just, yeah, but, but what that's is what's it? essentially <laughs> happening is they're all doing fucking drugs. A lot of them doing mephedrone. They're all getting <laughs> horned up as fuck. Like we were saying before, you just get horned the fuck up, and yeah, then like, you know you fucking uh, you you take you eat, take a bunch of this and you just start fucking, dude. You just no, pull, no, it's pulling like, it out of anybody. Yeah, anytime someone's like, hey, take a bump. They're like, all right, all right. Take a, <laughs> take a bump, take a pump, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they all pump. They're like, spread them. <laughs> Let me fucking they start this off bump. your booty hole, dude. <laughs> What'd you say, the old pump and dump? Is that what you said? No, pump oh, and bump. My pump God. and bump. I nice. just got pump. the most insane idea for a fetish. We don't need it. Can we? <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right, I'll allow it. <laughs> so you put a bump on on your friend's butthole, and then you have them fart, or it's a queef, whatever oh, it's you like want. The, it's like a joke, and then yeah. that goes into your nose. Yeah, uh, that's how you. It's like the it. jackass thing. Yeah. So is that technically powder. like jankum and fucking mephedrone at the same time? Totally. Well, well yeah, I guess if it's you not do it off a penguin's shit, asshole. So. It's, <laughs> it's oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. All right, thing. that's good stuff, right? I mean, there, you dude. can do it with uh, nitrous balloons. You put your uh, you put your bump in the balloon. And you hold your fingers, and then when you open the balloon in your nose, it pushes the. That's Damn. probably not good. I didn't even good. think about fucking snorting nitrous. Well, it doesn't go up that that fast because you're you're. Depends on how much you open up the balloon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take one of those fucking canisters <laughs> and just like, yeah. <laughs> dude, that shit'll take your head off, dude. <laughs> that guy that hit it hit the bong where he sticks the cracker in the bong and clears it. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, dude, that was that's cool. fucking right. so funny. Um, no, you're good. This is all quality content, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so this dude reported that he would use toys while on Mephedrine, and he, he usually would not use toys that much, uh, and said he really wasn't into them that much. But one morning he woke up and said, "Wow, how did I get that in there?" <laughs> he said, <stated, laughs> "You fucking ah, buddy, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, <laughs> dude." Like, he just said he just kept upping the size, and then you just woke up one morning and was just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> well, was it still in there? <laughs> That's what I want to no, know. No, I think he just like just turns it's not, around. It's not like you're like blacked out, like on like alcohol and stuff. Like you'll yeah. remember the night, so you just woke up. And you're like, "Whoa, I, that was inside me." <laughs> well, and so. This, this makes me think of uh, the amount of nurses who have told all of us that um, it's pretty common for men to come in with uh, toys completely stuck. Yeah. Well, that's why this toys need the balls on them. Okay, this, we yeah. should we should move on from this conversation. 
Yeah, I mean, it's oh, a pretty yeah, good conversation. I, yeah, no, they do. They do put light bulbs up there. Yeah, we need to. We need to move on from this. We're getting too graphic. <laughs> Jars. This is a PG, this is a PG <laughs> show. It's for the children. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely for. <laughs> Leave our kids alone. He says. <laughs> yeah, positive, positive shout out. Whoever hey, wrote no, that no, comment, no, no, dude. No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, no, no, um, no, no, no. <laughs> rate rate us on uh, on Spotify and Apple Podcast. <laughs> give us, a, give us a rating. Give us yeah, just give us a rating. Just don't look at our Apple reviews. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, as I mentioned in the GHB episode, drugs are very common in the chemsex parties uh, and the club scene in Berlin. And uh, mephedrone is one of the most common drugs used at these parties besides meth and GHB, which is Fuck fucking yeah. pretty awesome. So uh, yeah, it's just a lot of people just uh, getting stimmed up, getting horned up and just fucking. And uh, I'll fucking, I'll drink to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Absolutely. baby. Yeah. So, um, yeah, one person reported that during the lockdown from COVID, yeah, he was actually uh, still attending chemsex parties illegally. And because uh, <laughs> you, you weren't allowed to fucking go right. like outside. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You weren't allowed to like go outside and stuff. Like, you weren't allowed to have gatherings sure. and stuff. It was illegal. And yeah. so, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean by illegally. <laughs> uh, and so, but they were still having <laughs> all these parties. <laughs> Everyone's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Strippers are here. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you said uh, you're not allowed here anymore, the, Derek. The cops, the cops end up being like, they look at each other and they're like, you know, we could just not say we gave you. Yeah. We, we, we put a restraining order out on you that time you bought, brought weed, bro. It's not cool, man. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, the these cops reported that... Uh, these cops reported... Jesus Christ. <laughs> these people... Uh, one person reported that during the lockdown, uh, during COVID, that he was still attending these chemsex parties that were being hosted at people's houses or apartments. Uh, and fucking, yeah, they were just having massive orgies and just getting fucked up on the fed drone, dude. So positive Hell shout yeah. out that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the, one of the things that is, uh, kind of a, uh, safety issue though, is when you get fucking real horned up, you may not, uh, take proper precautions and you might, uh, might not use a condom and you might, uh, fucking, you know, spread some diseases around so one of the issues is uh, HIV is also fairly prominent in mephedrone users because of the fact that they will inject it, share needles and they will Yikes. also have unprotected sex directly afterwards so it's like you're double, you're doubling in, you're doubly doubling down <laughs> I got AIDS <laughs> 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 oh fuck that is so funny uh, <laughs> just got, that's gonna be a good uh, one. yeah <laughs> so since the beginning of lockdown the request for mephedrone in berlin has doubled while the request for cocaine has almost halved that's pretty fucking interesting nice. Uh, sorry, I gotta backtrack really quick. If you're gonna be fucking, don't share needles. And also, uh, yeah. if you're gonna be banging, you know, more than one person, and you're like not in a fucking committed relationship, probably fucking have sex with uh, condoms. No, no, no. I'm gonna actually straight up tell you, like, no. If you're gonna have uh, anal sex, oh, absolutely. No matter, no matter who it is, and even if it's just one partner, you should absolutely be wearing a condom. Right. Well, we're also not. When I say chem sex, it's not just it's not like gay or lesbian fucking orgies it's chemsex is just chemical it's sex mixed with chemicals true so it's also true. 
Could be vaginal intercourse. Could be fucking anal intercourse. But even then, there's there's always chance for blood, and that's where absolutely AIDS is. Especially if there's like thirty fucking people, someone's bleeding. Yeah, true. Well, and especially, I mean, dude, just think about the people that are like, you know, your you your nose starts to bleed from sniffing this drug all night long. Uh Oh yeah, you accidentally make out with someone. What? That uh, you get really bad nosebleeds from uh, snorting fucking ephedrine. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so that's what's interesting is like there's some there's some drugs out there that are just so much more caustic to the yeah. nose than right. other ones, and I think yeah, this yeah. I mean, this is pretty much the end of uh, what you have for culture anyway. So that we might as well just talk about other harm reduction areas. When yeah, it comes absolutely. To mephedrone, um, things like MAOIs, it will interact with. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like. That's a big no-go, uh, mixing those two things. I think I read caffeine, since it's also a stimulant, could potentially lead to some dangerous uh, reactions. Um, alcohol is a big one. Never yep. mix anything like this with alcohol. Yeah, even though that's probably the most commonly mixed, if, yeah. if not GHB. But, right. um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's um, it, it very similar to the kind of harm reduction stuff you would look for with like things like MDMA or other mm-hmm. kind of stimulant drugs. Um, just, you know, uh, keeping, if you're going to be like dancing or, or anything on something like this, stay hydrated, but not too hydrated. You can die yep. from water poisoning. Yeah. So yep. actually the recommendation for that, I think is to take, uh, is to drink a bottle of water throughout the course of an hour when you're dancing and partying. How big of a bottle of water, though? Is that 500 milliliters or is that a liter? Well, like a bottle of water that you buy, like 16 ounces, like a pint. It seems like not a lot, but the thing is, is you are trying to make sure that you never overhydrate. And also, you when you're on these types of drugs, sometimes if you chug water, you'll puke it up very fast. And so it's recommended to just sip throughout the night constantly, but not too much. So that's the idea is you, you make sure to only have a bottle of water time yourself most people don't do that Bottle the problem, water. Is, problem is is that it shows you know someone will bring someone water someone who's rolling balls in the middle of the crowd sweating their ass off someone yeah. will bring them water and this person will just sit there and fucking chug all of it and the yeah. other thing is just plain water doesn't have electrolytes yeah so there's really no point in i mean it has a little bit but not enough to actually hydrate you so there's when you're really dehydrated there's actually no reason in drinking plain water at yeah. all um you shouldn't so, anyway, so you should drink pedialyte instead chug it yeah, or have a friend hook you up with an IV. Um, Hell yeah, dude. Imagine being rolling balls and someone hooks you up with an IV. It's happened to so many people. Yeah, absolutely, it has. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine that would suck, though, dude. No, I think it'd be dope. If you got saline while you're rolling, you'd be like, you'd feel so good. Actually, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. fully hydrated. Um, no, yeah. So, been, another thing, though, with crowds and the heat thing, because it does uh, increase hyperthermia. Um, <clears throat> is to try to make sure that you're not in too much of a crowd. And that goes to say for anyone going to concerts, no matter what, if you're using drugs or not, as we've seen with Astral World, uh, the Travis Scott show, um, you know, people will suffocate and die from being in too big of a crowd. Yep. Um, so you add a drug that increases your heat, your body heat, <laughs> being around a fuck ton of other people is no, probably not a good idea. Yeah. And that is where the brain damage does come into play with MDMA yeah. as well as this drug uh, is a lot of the times when the brain gets too hot. Um, and uh, yeah, so just be careful with that being, uh, you know, trying to, if you're at a show, step outside in the smoking section a couple times, go and get some fresh air, 
Yeah. Um, yeah, because that air is always so fresh. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, fresher yeah, than it's, inside the freaking so fresh yeah. and so clean, clean. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and uh, I would say taking antioxidants um, before and after taking this drug would be really helpful, too. Um, that's kind of what some people will say for MDMA. There's ways to sort of preload with vitamins and stuff like that, and then to postload. Uh, once you're done, you just, you know, you take certain things like... 5 yeah. HTB or uh, B vitamins, or you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I always, always feel nice. pretty bad after a post load. It's always nice to have that post load clarity. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> me and Raven both are on the same page about that. It was the fight to the finish. It was a fight to the finish right there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so how do you preload then? Oh, we always. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I gotta probably yeah. cut that out because she listens to this. <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously. Yeah, it's like one of our fucking top fans. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So that is uh, Mephidrone, everybody. I hope you learned something today. I fucking, I know I did. I yeah. learned a lot. Same, dude. That was a uh, exciting episode. Very exciting. So also, um, fucking check out the Patreon. Check out our Instagram. Check out fucking. All of these things were killed. That it. is patreon.com forward slash D O O C. $3 a month buys you a ton of content, ton of awesome content. If you want to hear from Dr. Z, we're going to freaking, he, he's coming on, he's coming on the yeah, show. We're going to, we're going to get him. We're going to get him on the show. We're going to get him. Um, so head on over there. We have confessions over there. Confessions are fucking crazy. You got to hear those. Yeah. Check uh, out the new confession. I don't know if anyone's heard, if many people have heard it yet. We haven't really gotten any, uh, some, every now and then we'll get some likes or comments on our old ones, but. The new one is, uh, I feel like, it's worth a sl- listen. It's slept on it right now, dude. It's a long one, but it's it's a good one. It's a really good one. Check it out. Um, and that's patreon.com forward slash doc or just drinking out of cups on Patreon. Look it up. Head on over there. Yep. And then we have an Instagram account that is uh, that is drinking out of cups underscore podcast over there. Check us out. We yep. have all the links in our bio for everything else. Link in bio. Um. Yeah. And fucking. There's nothing like it, dude. Oh, uh, there's not, also nothing like uh, listening to The Grateful Dead with a little John fucking... Yeah! It, so. <laughs> Just listen to the end of this episode and then there'll be uh, some a banger. Thanks for listening. Happy potting. <laughs> that's, our new, that's our new outro. <laughs> Happy potting. <laughs> Happy potting. <laughs> oh, God, okay. I hate it. All right, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
mustaches when your dreams come true.